Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll get the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with Xfinity XFi. Plus, you'll get advanced security free with the XFi Gateway. That's a $72 value per year. No other provider offers this. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. That's a myth. The hymen does not break upon first intercourse. And you're not supposed to bleed. You as a you as all the other females here, excluding Amanda. I mean, Amanda's the only one who that statement actually applied to. Is what I was trying to say. having sex. How is that? How am I the only one that statement applied to? You are the only other person here with a hymen other than me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to the Utah Outcast for the 16th of August 2015. Welcome all you wonderful new listeners out there that we might have gleaned in the last week. We hope you enjoy your stay. But anyway, this is Pothell Media's flagship podcast. Come find us at pothell.com. And while there, leave us a comment on the show post, or if that's not really your thing, you can always send us an email via uo at pothell.com. And if that's just too cold and unintimate, leave us a voicemail or text at 347-669-3377. Also, we've added a way if you want to get in touch with the panel to leave us a note on the website or through Facebook. So uh, just go to the website and click on Contact Us, and you can leave us anything you want. You can leave us show notes. You can leave us anything you want to talk about, shout-outs, whatever. Or you can just leave it on the Facebook page because you usually make a post right before we do the show. Uh, Look for us on Facebook. Search for Utah Outcasts. And on Twitter, same thing, at Utah Outcasts. And don't forget that you can listen to our show through the site itself, Stitcher and iTunes. And if you get a second, please feel free to show us a little love, comment, or rate on those two services because that really does help us out. So let's go ahead and get to the panel for this week. First up, ladies and gentlemen, is our current High Priestess of Cheese and the one of the tag team duo of Ask an Atheist, Felicia and Twizzle. And then the the second tag team partner there is Amanda Johnson, the current president of Atheist of Utah. And uh, like I said, the aforementioned duo, she was the other one that they were tag teaming each other. I even heard a slap in the studio. That's true. It was pretty great. That was a high <laughs> five, not a slap. Come on. Well, it was meat touching meat fast, you know, <laughs> slapping to me. Meat <laughs> You are determined to <laughs> you've ever said. That was cool. You are determined to make this sexual, I can tell. <laughs> that was just oh I'm What? Is that not the definition of a slap is meat slapping meat? <laughs> or uh yeah. Meat touching meat in a speedily matter. No, Come on. Keep talking. Okay, third. Third up, joining us for the for the episode is the enemy to the non-skeptical, uh, our Brett Facer. And fourth, we have the show's biggest fan and great guy to have in your corner, Landon Campbell. Hey. And then finally, there's me, your host for the evening, X Farid, but my friends call me X. Glad to have you here. 
Um, so what's everybody been up to for the last week? It, it does feel like it's been forever. And I know I say that every week, but man, when Sunday gets here and podcast time starts, I cannot wait. Uh, well, I, I and Amanda were on the radio. That was cool. Amanda and I. Yeah, no, I said it way I meant. <laughs> I, I know what I was doing. Uh, mm-hmm. I English hard. Um, yeah, and, uh, I've been trying. <laughs> um, I, no, so I have to wear my hair up for work, at work, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um,. Don't want the hair on my cheese. Nobody wants hair on their cheese. <laughs> the problem with that is when I end up with uh, sex injuries on my neck. So that's weird. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I don't really want to explain this. Like, oh, like consensual okay, sex injuries. Like, it was cool. You know, all was yeah. good. Just, it's kind of like I'm talking to my, like, HR rep. Like, I don't know what to do at this point. <laughs> Just don't ask about it and I won't. <laughs> Put a lot of foundation on it. No, it's that won't work with <laughs> what, <it> scratches. <laughs> Could have blamed your yeah. cat. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have a cat that's a little shithead. <laughs> that is true, and he has been known to scratch me before. But I don't really think <laughs> that these are. I don't know. It just. I. I'm also not great at lying, and I would probably just like make it sound like it's a cat that really <laughs> loves you. And you know what? I didn't realize it till I was saying something and scratching my arm, but my cat just scratched me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you get used to it after a while. Well, he does this thing where he reaches up and goes tap, tap, tap. And apparently this one had claw. Just one claw, though. There's just one scratch. <laughs> hey, hey, lady. Hey, hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's my cat. I rule this bitch. Yep. You're mine. Yep. You're my servant. <laughs> What about you guys, Rhett, Landon? Anything going on this week for you guys? Um, Rhett. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hi, I'm Rhett. Nice I, I heard Rhett sing uh, "For Whom the Bell Tolls." That was pretty awesome. Yes. Oh, I, <laughs> I, did, I did lots of karaoke this week. It was a good time. <laughs> um, let's see. So this week I've just uh, slaving away at work, wishing I was making more money. Um. Other than that, singing karaoke with the other fellow heathens over at Willie's, and um, let's see, Wednesday I was actually at the uh, pub quiz that uh, Geek Show Podcast does. Oh, at Lucky 13, right? Yes. I've always wanted to go. Nice. And our our team actually won the whole thing. We, we won. Hooray! Goddamn! Well except, done! Woohoo! We're, we're smart, except we got Yeldex, our team is also really huge. We had nine people on the team, and I guess the limit is oh six. So now they have to enforce that limit for next week. Dude, my cat is just like... He's being <laughs> a total dick right now. Sorry. <laughs> Somehow heard us talking about it. <laughs> so in addition to being on the radio this week... Which was fucking awesome. You guys knocked it out of the park. Uh, yeah, I, I was really happy with it. We've got a lot of positive feedback, and the uh, streaming uh, through Streaker, the link has been passed around all over the place. Yay. Um, so Thursday night, all of us UO out, or Utah outcasts, 
<laughs> folds actually met in person for the real time. I thought that was really cool. I was thinking of played- my high and low. Damn it. <laughs> That's fine. Well, you could still high, repeat it. High and high. I've been- we, we've got we've got a bit before we get there. So. And then uh, we also uh, some of us atheists volunteered at the City Weekly Beer Fest Hooray. in support of the Humane Society. And that was lots of fun, especially when the dogs showed up and we got to play with them. So anyway. Let's see. For me, I went to Bear Lake yesterday. Yesterday morning, we took off pretty early to go to take care of that. And it's the last like weekend of the summer for the youngest, or I mean, I should say the oldest. She goes back to school this week, so we kind of wanted to send her out in a big hurrah. And we picked her up like a new kayak and everything, so she was loving that. But it was really a test run for when we go on a big vacation this year where we're going to be gone for a number of days. And it's, it's, I don't know how me and my wife are going to sleep. It's, it's going to kind of suck because we had to share beds with the kids and boy, Ugh. they like to sleep sideways and kick. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I mean, it was pretty good fun though. It was really interesting to get done with Bear Lake yesterday and we stayed up in, small fucking town called Montpelier oh, up in Idaho. And, yep. I mean, the, the town is only, like, famous for being robbed by uh, Butch Cassidy. I mean, that's, like, their claim to fame. You see, like, signs from miles out saying, come see this town. We suck. <laughs> and we were driving. This was Main Street of this town on Saturday afternoon, and there was no traffic anywhere. At- I thought it was a ghost town for a minute. I thought maybe like some like Dugway testing stuff had like gone really far north or something or I don't know. It was really odd that there was nobody in town. Were and so, were they all uh you said it was on Saturday? Yeah. Huh. And so they had like a city fair that they were having. Or county fair, fuck, I don't know, probably county. And I mean, but that, that even that wasn't that big. Like usually like fairs you're used to seeing like multiple rows of booths and stuff for people with stuff to sell and really there wasn't any of that plenty of farm animals and they had a rodeo went to my first rodeo which was kind of sad but i mean an experience i should say i mean it's not every day that you hear racism and transphobia within the first three minutes of being there oh quote 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 well, they were talking about something about like Chinese billionaires and what would they be sounding like, and it was—I can't remember the exact joke—but I was just like, what? I just turned to my wife and I went, "I went, holy shit, are you fucking kidding me? Did they just make a racist joke?" And people in the louder crowd are like, "Ha ha 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 ha," and I'm like, "Oh man, this is bad." And so, like, uh, they had some guy out in the one of the rodeo clowns, and they were doing the dialogue for him in the booth, <laughs> and. They were saying something like, oh, you're starting to look more like more and more like Caitlyn Jenner every day. No, it was Bruce Jenner. They actually said Bruce Jenner. Like, so they didn't even use her real name. They used the other name, which I'm like, you bunch of transphobic fucks. It's like, come on. We're we're the fucking heart and soul of the country. America. (laughs) Man, that's not really surprising for a small town. I know, but god damn it, it was annoying. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I hear you. <sighs> yeah, it's not acceptable because they're backwards and out of touch. Oh, I'm not saying it's acceptable. I'm just saying it's not unusual. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's the lead in the groundwater. <laughs> <laughs> so for the uh, for a little bit of a change up this week, since uh, I've I've been doing some programming thinking recently, and I think we're gonna swap the light news and pop culture stuff for right about now. And I'll uh, I'll throw in Kyle's review of a couple of movies at the end of the episode. You'll have to wait till the end of the song to hear his reviews and me saying a naughty word. Ooh, you, you well, just you just let, know let, me, tease, let me let me tease Chris. here. Let me tease here. Um, uh, what is the the word that white people are not allowed to say? <gasps> the N word. Yeah, huh? oh, <laughs> I say that all the time. So yeah, just wait. You'll have to hear it at the end there. <laughs> and I call Kyle a funny name too, so you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> so tease, you'll have to wait till the end of the song. Ha ha. You're dirty. But for light news, let's go ahead and dive in. Uh science says that having a kid is one of the crappiest things that can happen to you. Scientifically proven. <laughs> yeah, this is not this seems like it keeps coming up where science is like, you guys, it's terrible. You should probably stop doing it. You probably should stop doing it. <laughs> Well, to be fair, the article is based upon um, a study that uh, in Germany, and it focused well, you know, on right, <laughs> right after their first kid. It it didn't focus on what happens later on. So people could end up being actually happier when the kids get older. Yeah, and as as I showed this uh, article to my wife, she's like, "Yeah, that's true." <laughs> um, like, but now she's like, "Well." It's a little better. <laughs> it sucks that we don't get to sleep or do pretty much what we want anymore. But mm-hmm. once you get used to it after the first couple of years, you don't really notice until people point you, it out to you. You don't notice how sad you are? That's that's yep. the most depressing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I am seriously getting my shit removed. Like, <laughs> you guys keep making it sound worse and worse. We'll play a sad saxophone in the background. <laughs> Rita's sitting there talking about what, how it sucks to be pregnant, and she's like the best pregnant person ever. Like her pregnancy, <laughs> she's like, "Woo, I just threw up!" Yeah, no, like no, she like she's like, I had a little heartburn, and that's like the worst she dealt with. Like, ugh. her pregnancy is like the best you could possibly hope for, which isn't going to be me because that's just not how it's it would be for me. That's just not my luck in life, and. Like that, uh, uh, and then you guys make it sound terrible. (laughs) Well, okay, so Germany is currently experiencing one of the lowest birth rates in the world. Uh, I think they surpassed Japan. Whoa! So they're having negative kids. So they're they're actually helping to climb the world out of the overpopulation hole. Nice. It's it's those countries like you know China and India that really need to get to work on that. Yeah, Yeah, seriously. well, and China's China China's going to get there because there's a lot of people that are like just single and loving their money. Well, China's <laughs> going to get there because they have like what is it seven men to every woman now because of the the whole two child law where but they still valued men, and so yeah. like now they have like there's just not enough there's just not enough women for each one of the men to have kids. That's just not like, the math just doesn't them. work out. <laughs> They'll start turning into the next America. They'll start importing all their women. <laughs> we'll export. We got plenty of Mormon ladies to export over there. I'm sure. I'm sure the Mormon Church would love to get groundwork in China. Oh, that would be so terrible. That would be so irresponsible for the planet. Somebody, somebody catch quick, on. Somebody tell them that the Chinese tell that 
tell Mormons that Chinese are like Satan or something. Like, <laughs> the t- ooh, um, uh, and I, and I could be ignorant. There could be tell them that they are actually the 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 uh, Lamanites. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't Native Americans at all. It was the Chinese, which is actually kind of anthropologically correct. I'm sure they'd still try to convert them. <laughs> they just wouldn't give them the priesthood. Exactly. Until a number of years later. And then they have a revelation! <laughs> Fuck, we're losing tithing years. <laughs> God would change his mind just because of popular opinion. We know that's how it works, right? Yeah. No, no, no. People just didn't understand God. He was totally saying that the whole time. Rhett. Now, one thing uh, to come out of kids, which I think is really, really great recently, is about Target finally deciding to be the the forerunner when it comes to removing gender labeling when it comes to toys and like betting stuff like that. (laughs) Because I was the kid, yeah, I like dolls. Fuck, I wanted a Rainbow Bright doll. I wanted one of those really bad. I really, really loved those. it, it was the mad scientist kit, and you could make like gummy candies, and it was like gross, and you could be a scientist. Oh, yeah. I forget. Uh, like, I you're like a those. decade younger than me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm significantly younger than everybody here. <laughs> <laughs> I no. played with, I played Matchbox yeah. cars and He Man and things like that with my brother all the time. Oh, yeah. I did all of, I played with all of them. I played dolls with my kids, too. Fuck it. <laughs> and you like My Little Pony. Fuck yeah, I love My Little Pony. That show's great. Brony. Barbie, Life in the... No, I'm not that far. Life in the Dreamhouse, Barbie. Although they did sound like they were really self-aware and that did sound fairly funny. Oh, God, it was funny. That show's great. So it's... I don't get the big... I don't know. I'm I'm slowly turning them on to anime, so we'll see where that leads. And I have nothing there to give you. Nothing. I, I have all my... I have plenty of nerdy things. But that one, I just, I can't. I don't know what it is. I can't do it. And for all the haters out there that are trying to say, no, it's pronounced anime. Go fuck yourself. It's short for animation. I speak Japanese better than you do. Yeah, that that just is so twatty. What you just said they were saying. It, it really is. It's like me correcting people and saying, you know, subject then I. It's like that kind of yeah, grammar. Uh, yeah, nonsense. super twatty. Go, go fuck yourself, Chris. God. <laughs> <laughs> No, like them saying anime. 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 Yeah, that's the twattiest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, technically, that's how you do pronounce the syllables, but, you know, it's been such a bastardized English word for so long. Yeah. Shut up, people. It's a borrow word anyway. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) No, it's tomato. (laughs) I don't know. I think the most twatty thing I've ever heard from the anime crowd (laughs) is somebody who walks around saying, this is my waifu. Oh, waifus are fun. <laughs> what? That, I won't even get into it. <laughs> I don't. It's people forsaking 3D women <laughs> for uh, anime women that they oh, fall in love God. with. Oh. That's why they say yeah. 3D PD, which is 3D pig disgusting. <laughs> oh, so it's like Dr. Krieger on Archer, but just way more sad than that. Yeah, because it'll never happen. Oh. <laughs> That's why they have their giant hug pillows. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just I, Yeah, we we could just keep going down this rabbit hole because I know all about the subculture. I've spent way too much time on 4chan and each <laughs> other. You know, so, 
X has got some deep web experience. I love the deep web. Yeah, X- I love swimming in the dark water. <laughs> X, they're more than hug pillows. I, they're love pillows yes. is what they sell them as a band. <laughs> they're love pillows. Just go to a... If you're at work, go to... if I mean, if you're at work, don't go to this website because you might see some dirty stuff. They have a safe site, but I don't want you to get flagged either. But jlist.com and you can find all that stuff. Ah. They got cool snacks there too. But... I mean, you have like the mouse pads that are shaped like women's breasts that you put your wrist in the middle between them. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's Japan. I fucking kid you not. This stuff exists. <laughs> well, they're developed. So anyway, uh, they're de- gender neutrality is a good thing. <laughs> yes, gender- yes, it is. Uh, it's actually freaking fantastic. It's- and I just, <laughs> I just find it funny. Good. That. So many people's minds are fucking melting over this. How I, you know, they had the boys and the girls that always helped me buy presents. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Someone like says, I don't know if it's for real or not, but like there was a uh, there was a guy that made a Twitter account that was uh, or no, it's Facebook group, Facebook page that said "Ask for help" and it had like the Target logo. Oh and yeah. So, someone said, "Wait, what?" Where will I find my tampons at? Oh, no, I'm so confused. It says, I don't know about you, but your picture is of a man, but your name is Rosie. You're asking where the tampons are. <laughs> They're going to be in the same section they've always been, the feminine hygiene section, which, contrary to your belief, is not the toy section. <laughs> that was some epic trolling. And his oh, name well was done. Mike Melgard. Yeah, Mike Melgard. It was really funny to to see some of his stuff out there. I'll put a I'll put a link into the show, the show notes actually this week instead of you know how I say I will do every week. Did you did you <laughs> see the Fox and Friends freaking the fuck out about this? That was some great alliteration, by the way. Just now, Fox and Friends <laughs> freaking the fuck out. I'm proud of that one. Fox and Friends freaking the fuck out. <laughs> can we have that be a new segment? <laughs> Just <laughs> we can if I, if you want to subject yourself to watching that. I can't do it. <laughs> I get forced to at work sometimes. If I was there in the morning, like when I was on Graves, I'd actually be able to watch Fox and Friends. But Uh-oh. no thanks. Um, let's let's uh, talk about something fun here. Uh, the the singer Pharrell Williams demands, not asked for, but it's in his writer in his contract. Whenever he signs for anywhere, a framed photo hmm. of Carl Sagan to be at every show. Oh, I feel like that's, that's fucking awesome. That's horrible. <laughs> That's like that's that aw. Yeah, but that's I th- really nice. I thought he was a theist. Let's see. Uh, he's spoken of being obsessed with Sagan since watching the original Cosmos when he was a child. Well, I mean, you can be a theist and like Cosmos. Just look at my dad. Yeah. Which I I don't get the cognitive dissonance there, but. Well, they actually say that not believing in God is absurd, and I can't remember the other term he used. No, he was. Is that Pharrell or? Yeah, Pharrell. Uh, it's so incredibly arrogant and pompous not to believe in a higher power. There you go. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Uh, no one's. See, I, I do like Pharrell. He could sing like sing crazily. I love the guy, but I think that's just. You know, part of me is also thinking he has to say stuff like that, otherwise he'd lose eighty percent of his audience. Oh, for sure. Especially in black culture. You cannot be atheist in black culture, which we need actually need to contact Mel. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Hey, I'm just doing what uh, the guys at Godless Revolution did this week when they wanted to back opinion on something. Oh, man, that's right. They did that. <laughs> we could ask Matt, too. We could have two on ours. Hey, yeah. Yeah, we don't have a limit but to how many chairs we have We did have, have a room. black person. I kid. They have Skype as well. I'm fucking with you guys. I love you. Uh, I thought she was Brazilian and white. <laughs> oh, that's when Rena's being, co- being stopped by the cops. No, yeah. Rena... Oh yeah, that's only if she's stopped by the cops. No, she actually is half black. Like her dad is black. At, at quoting her, and I love her, Jamaican black. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. No, 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 no. Not deep Africa black. Just Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really. I don't really know what that means. Come on, Rena. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll ask her next time we have her on. We'll have her back. She's a fun, she's a blast to be yeah, around. Yeah, isn't she great? I love her. I, f- I kid you guys not. We were at the. We all met up before we went to Willie's for uh, drinks and karaoke no, we earlier did not this week. All I didn't know you were going to coffee. Well, okay. That I'm. Um, let me get to that. Hang on. We stopped the <laughs> coffee, and we were all standing around, like kind of bl- shooting the shit with each other, getting ready to go to the real place where we're going to have a lot of fun. That's not to say you can't have fun coffee. I'm just making a joke. Um. And we were all shooting pictures and texting in our uh, Utah Outcast chat room that we have instead of engaging in real life. It was the weirdest meta shit that I've ever lived through. Yeah. And then I was (laughs) sitting there going, what the fuck? Get over here, fuckers. Yeah. (laughs) Before she got punched by some crazy drunk person. We were taking pictures of each other taking pictures of each other. You guys are weird. (laughs) It's like, I can't, I, there's a, uh, my wife's last name, she didn't take my name when we got married. I always say that there's this one specific shot that her family does whenever there's any kind of vacation. It's somebody getting a picture of somebody else taking a picture in the family. That's weird. And I'm like, I'm like, that is the weirdest fucking shot that you guys get every single time. She's like, what? I never noticed it before. I'm like, no, look, here's your mom taking a picture of you taking a picture of her. <laughs> I'm like, the, what is the point? Are you going to look at the slides later on and be like, oh, well, here's mom taking a picture of me. I don't remember what I was getting a picture of. Oh, let's see. You're right in front of the, she's right in front of the camera. I'm pretty sure she was taking a picture of you. <laughs> it was something <laughs> that was funny the first few times and now it's just old. Now, now it's obligatory. We have to do it. No, I don't want to do it. No, we have to. I don't know. Let's see. What other light funny news do I have here? Oh, uh, apparently. There is a new type of sex toy on the market. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And it's a, an emerging fetish of laying alien eggs inside yourself. I don't understand what this means. <laughs> uh, a company called Primal Hardware uh, has a patented ov- ovipositor, which is like a dildo with an opening, but it, it, apparently as you're working it, the gelatin eggs work their way into your body. Ew. <laughs> I mean, no like, judgment. If that's what you're into, you're not hurting anyone. But for me, I go you like splooge. It's hard to splooge. I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm uncomfortable. I need an adult. I need an adult. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've seen some early episodes of Star Trek, and I think Captain Fuck Anything Kirk would approve. <laughs> So, where would we put Captain Kirk on the spectrum nowadays? He would be omnisexual, wouldn't he? Yes. Absolutely. Because there is no way all those a- alien quote-unquote 
ladies were actually female. You know that there's no requirement evolutionarily for, for just two sexes. That's not a requirement. There it has was to be opposite, an, There was an episode of Next Generation where Riker fell in love with a asexual being. But it looked it was kind of weird. It challenged my brain when I was a little kid watching. <laughs> I know somebody out there's probably yelling at their podcast device right now going, "God damn it, it was this one and her name or his name was <laughs> Wait, wait. Gender neutral there. Their name. Yep, gender neutral there. Yep, get used to it people. It's the future. It's perfectly fine. It's fine. It's it's <laughs> it's perfectly all right to ask somebody what pronouns they prefer. Yeah. I work with a transgender person. Because it's offensive to do it the opposite, you know? Yeah. You don't you don't want to judge people on their appearance. Don't do that. Well that and that's completely separate from sex sexual preference. It, oh yeah, sexual preference and gender are two very different have things. You, okay, so you've heard the people being like, I'm not gonna call Bruce Jenner Caitlin he and they like emphasize like the he part. I'm like, okay, let me put it this way. If I went to you and said, Okay, I now go by the name Crystal. That's what I go by. Like, w- wouldn't you just call me that? No, because your name ain't Crystal. God damn it. Doesn't say you that on your birth certificate. God-given birth certificate name. What if I changed my name legally? They wouldn't care. They'd call you Crystal because it still seems female to them. Right. So what if I called myself Raven? Or I, I will CJ. change my name one of these days from proper Christopher to Exifer because I fucking hate my name. <laughs> I think it's more of a matter of respect than anything else, too. I mean... You just to... call somebody what they want to be called, man. Come on. Right. Yep. How hard is it for that? It's not. Uh, so, anyway, dildos. Kind of interesting. I, I, I brought them up only because it was a whole bunch of people talking about it in the um, Facebook group that we all belong to. That were kind of like, ooh, this is oogie, ooh, who wants that? And I'm like, there's a market for everybody. Yeah, like all good, good for it. You know, get get what you want. That just makes me sound like I wouldn't be interested, but give it a try. Go for it. Never know. Well, yeah, I for me, but I think I, I think I don't need to explore <laughs> every aspect of sexuality <laughs> to know that I'm not interested in some. No way. It could be like. Like petting a puppy's head for the first time, would be like, oh. Well, obviously they I, the product exists if there's a demand. I mean, uh, X, I'm not sexually yeah. aroused by petting puppies' heads. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that puppy's gonna get it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm so happy. First gay marriage, so. now this. I need an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. As as I talked last episode about butt plugs and Benoit balls, to each their own. Yes, yes. You might dig it. I don't know. Yeah, good on anyway, you. I'm it, glad that there's a market for it. Like, there's a product that suits your needs. Good for you. I'm well, as we were talking about swimming on the deep web earlier this week, I, I do have a no, know of another company, and it's only because, like I said, 8chan, 4chan kind of stuff gets passed around a lot, and it's baddragon.com. And they make some of the most outrageous phallic symbols I've ever seen in my life. And ones that have actual, like, anatomic features, you know, like, okay, for lack of a better term, it it splooges inside you. 
What? With like a hand pump kind of thing. Is it like yeah. fantasy furry type fringe? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Ah. So they have like a dragon one that's like two and a half feet long. I don't know. And it's like it tapers into a gigantic knot at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> no thanks. Looking it up. Yeah, addragon.com. Bad dash dragon. You're not helpful at all, X. Sorry, I don't remember the exact URL. It's not like it's a recently visited website for me. Uh, <laughs> I probably could have done more short prep, show prep and been like, hey, go check this out. <laughs> Look, rubber dicks. We'll link it on the notes. Oh, I'm sorry. It's it's um, probably silicone. It's not fair to say rubber. Hmm. Yep, it's those are weird. Yet. Yep, that is weird, huh? Yep. Those are most certainly <laughs> rubber dicks. They make coffee mugs, though, you guys. <laughs> I'd get a coffee mug just so somebody goes to the website one time and just comes back to the office and looks at me. <laughs> fuck you, dude. The fuck is wrong with this guy? I do shit in life just for shock factor. I fucking love it. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Do we have any other news? Um, Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Jonathan Reese davies or uh, John Rhys Davies, whatever you want to call him. The the guy that played the dwarf was it Gimli? Mm-hmm. On the Lord of the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, came out and said that political correctness will be the end of our civilization, and he says that judging is good. Hyperbole is hyperbolic. Yeah. So he, we've become a, a society so obsessed with being politically correct that even our politicians can't speak their minds without fear of being called partisan. Yeah. That's the point, John. If you say something that half the people don't like and the other people like, that's being partisan. Yeah. The very basis of it. And that's okay. But it just tells the people that don't like that not to vote for you. (laughs) That's what it is to be a fucking politician. It's called politics for a reason. Well, saying what you want to say and being held accountable accountable for it isn't about political correctness. It's just being held accountable for what the bullshit that comes out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. So he says right here in this quote, it's an age where politicians don't actually say what they believe. They're afraid of being judged as being partisan. Heaven forbid that we should criticize people who, after all, share a different value system. And fuck you, I will criticize and judge somebody based on what their value system is. Yeah. Or on what they say. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I'm right? judge you based on what you say. <laughs> right, Felicia? <laughs> Ooh, that was directed, wow. Oh, yeah. I don't, I'm... Landon listens really close. I fucking love you, man. It's great. No, it's just, I, I just, that's, I, I'm sick of, criticism is not accounting for political correctness. And I just remembered why you said that, Landon. (laughs) (laughs) You got called PC. I did. For saying that uh, it's a racist statement to say all Asian people are good at math. I I was being called overly PC. And then I think (laughs) she was going to hit me. (laughs) So Felicia had a run in at the bar this week. Yeah. Yeah, tell us the story. We we have a few minutes. All right, fine. I can tell the story. Um, sorry, I'm still, I, I still looking at Bad Dragon. It's like fascinating <laughs> and not like a sexy way and a like, really? <laughs> somebody's into this? That's somebody's king? It's, it's just that they have like 
dragon cartoons to go with each one. I'm sorry. <laughs> really? Okay. So, uh, waiting for you guys at the bar. <laughs> God. Uh, I'm hanging out with Bunch Landon. Gone. And some uh, and Landon was saying that uh, he used to want to marry a black woman despite his parents. And I was like, my late step-grandmother was racist, and I called her on it when she said that Asian people are only good for doing nails. And a guy turns around and goes, and math. And I go, what? And he goes, Asians are good at math. So I look him dead in the eyes. I'm like, that's racist. And so his girlfriend decides to pipe up with, some stereotypes are true. That's not racist. I'm like, that's the definition of racist. Right there. (laughs) (laughs) How is that racist? It's a good thing. They actually did use that argument. It's good to be good at math. I'm like, all right. Uh, so Len and I very calmly try to explain that when you paint an entire ethnic group from many different countries with an, all of them with one attribute, whether you think that's a compliment or not, that's racist. You are assuming a quality of every one of this race. Um, they didn't take that well <laughs> because I didn't back no. down. <laughs> I didn't like just <laughs> shut up. So, uh, she, so, girlfriend decides, okay, first of all, she goes, and this just made my night, it, I really, <laughs> like, she's like, well, you're like, what, 22? And I'm like, no. <laughs> she goes, oh, 24 at the most, at the very most. And I'm like, <laughs> no? <laughs> awesome. I'm like, I was like, ah, it's a good day. Like, keep getting it wrong, bitch. You're making me feel great. Exactly. <laughs> nope. But I love her in it. Thank you. 22. She thinks I look as old as my sister. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she starts, she's, what is it she said? She goes, um, hey, I, you're just too PC. You're just too PC. You're over there twisting my words like Trump. And I'm not really sure what she means by that, but she <laughs> Trump into the conversation. Um, then, uh, so I just keep being like, that's a racist thing to say. Like, I didn't, I didn't keep egging her on. I was just like, no, I didn't, I'm not being overly PC. She goes, you don't know nothing, you little white girl. She's white. Oh, wow. like, hey, I know that was a double negative. <laughs> <laughs> uh, understanding the definition of words this is not being necessarily PC. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Uh, understanding the definition of uh, words. Yeah. And, uh, so, it, she's like, you don't know nothing, you don't know nothing. And she's, like, starting to, like, get, like, big and, like, come at me now. And I said, What, you want to go? Yeah. Let's go. It, go. She, and, um, she's like, I have two half-Mexican kids. <laughs> okay. And just to be a bitch, you should have said, by the same father? <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. My friend but, gave me a line. He, I, I'll give it to you at the end, because it was a really good line. Because uh, So the boyfriend starts getting in there, and he's like, it's done. It's done. It's, we're over. And I'm like, just sitting there at this point, like, this got weird. And so she's like, fuck this bitch. Fuck this bitch. And so Landon goes, yeah, can't we just be peaceful? 
So the boyfriend starts getting in Landon's face. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so she starts, she, now she turns her attention back on me and she goes, you know what? You can just go suck a dick. I bet you're good at it. And I go, I am. Because I'm frankly surprised that she thinks that was an insult. Oh, like, like our buddies at the left show always say, you know, there's people who suck dicks. Cocksuckers are good. They're people. heroes. They're heroes. heroes. Yes, they are. It's the cock biters you got to watch out. Yeah, and I don't do that. Uh, but I was like, I am. And she goes, I bet you are. Ugly. Oh. Yeah. Man. Well. I'm not really concerned what her opinion on my aesthetic is, uh, my aesthetic appearance is. So I was, I, but she's like, cause you're ugly and ugly girls have to be good at sucking dick. And I really was, I really wanted to say, um, correlation is not necessarily causation. <laughs> <laughs> but my friend told me, when I told him the story, he goes, you should have said, and you would know, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh. It's always the lines afterwards. I know. I was like, what <laughs> you think of? <laughs> who, who was right it there, on? Someone yeah. on Thursday said you should have asked what happened to the other half of her kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that, I think that was me. That was like, my kids are half half Spanish, and I'm like, what about the other half? <laughs> oh, yeah. Where, where's like, the other half of them? Where's the other half? <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, it was so I mean, I, I mean, what it. do you expect going to a place like Willie's? I mean, I'm not begrudging the place. I mean, because they had really good cheap liquor. Yes. But, but they do call themselves a dive bar. They are definitely that. And, and they're, God, they're in the middle of fucking what, 17th and Main. Yeah. So they're, they're like right. In, I mean, there was people's houses like right next door to the place. She so, was. I, mean, I think she was mostly frustrated that I just like. Didn't weren't backing back, down. Yeah, I didn't back down, and I didn't kowtow to her getting louder and louder and bigger and bigger. Like I'm not gonna. I'm like she might hit me, but I'm gonna take that risk because I'm not giving in to a bully. Like I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna shut up <laughs> because you're uncomfortable with being wrong. Well, I <laughs> but 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 go fuck yourself. Oh, I hate you. What made yeah. me uncomfortable is when she started getting in Felicia's personal space. And pointing the finger, like, almost touching her chest. Yeah, she was doing the... And, uh, like, Felicia, every delivery she did was very sweet, very... Uh, that was sweet, low. Wasn't it? It, it was, was asshole sweet, but it was still... You'd never yelled. You never raised your voice. Her. You never raised never, your voice once. I never but actually... But she started yelling anything. and... Uh, Everything I said was factually true. Yes. Including the dick-sucking thing. Go me. <laughs> <laughs> so back to uh, John John Reese Davies. Only because I have a another quote from the guy that we need to hear here. Uh, he says that this notion that we've evolved into a species that's incapable of judging other groups and what they're doing. No, we are perfectly capable. <laughs> I think Especially when it's beheading people or setting people on fire or throwing acid in the face of schoolgirls. You mean like most yeah. Islamists? Yeah, that. And also, let's see, number one, number two, and number three. I think have a pretty long history of beheadings. So yeah, but I'm just saying in current history. Let's see, strike one: beheading people, setting fire on people, uh, setting people on fire. Strike two: throwing ass in the face of schoolgirls. Strike three. So yeah, that's all Islamists. Wait, didn't Jews do the third one too? 
Yeah, they well, there was that. I know about the guy that did the stabbing recently. I don't know about the acid and base. No, I think they were actually doing that. I know they did do. I know there were Muslims, uh, Muslims in the third world in the Arab nations that did that. But I think there were some. Um, hey, which ones? Hardcore Jews. Sorry. <laughs> God damn it! Shut up. That, uh, and I'm not. That's not a hard J. I'm not dropping a Jews. You Jewy Jew McJewerson. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just saying they were actually Jews and they were Orthodox. <laughs> no, and and funny enough, coming up here in uh, a few minutes when we get to the heavy news, I do have some Pat Robertson stuff where he talks about. Oh, it's not Pat Robertson. It's somebody else. What's his name? Uh, Scott Scott Lively, who's mm-hmm. talking about having no other gods before him. You know, and it just floors me because it's just once again. Christians not realizing that the God of Abraham is the God of Muhammad is the God of Jesus. Right. Same God. Same God. All three per- all three different versions. And in the Mormon church, same God. Well, a little bit different. But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and take a break here. Uh, and we will be back shortly after this commercial with a little bit more heavy news. So we'll catch you guys here in a second. Sweet. What do you miss when you miss The Left Show? I don't think I'll have a Republican Party, but I think what replaces it will be worse. Because what's replaced the Democratic Party is not better. This is not the party of Kennedy. No, no. No. This is not... This isn't even the party of Johnson. And we were talking... Clinton took the party in a different direction. And it wasn't even a bad direction. It wasn't a bad direction. But because of the the middle-of-the-road shit Clinton did... Um... Look, the only way we knew Clinton was a real uh, Democrat was because of all the shit that happened at the end. <laughs> it wasn't because he got a blowjob. It was because he got a blowjob from a girl. That's why we know he's a Republican. That's why we know. That, that, was, that was the bottom line. Fresh episodes every Monday on iTunes, Stitcher, and theleftshow.com. And we are back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, let's see. I had one little bit of news that I really wanted to bring out, um, and that has to do with Jehovah's Witnesses. You know how they can't have blood transfusions. Yeah. And uh, as them as a God-fearing Christians, quote-unquote. I mean, I saw some when I was up in Idaho this weekend, and I would be like, can I have a copy of your guys' watchtower? I'm like, oh, are you interested? No, I just need some toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of slick printed, so it wouldn't really do very well no that's true uh so they said as a god-fearing christian and believer in jehovah's witnesses word the bible i hereby demand that blood in any sh- way shape or form is not to be fed into my body you know because eating it eating food is not is the exact same as getting it shot into your veins yeah exactly and so uh they use leviticus and we'll get to leviticus here in a minute especially with pat robertson god damn <sighs> You must not eat the blood of any sort of flesh. Leviticus 17.14 Yeah, they won't even eat blood sausage. Blood sausage is fucking great, though. I don't... Yeah. Get, get some blood first. It's great. Or you need blood pudding. It's, ugh, these guys don't even know what they're missing. <laughs> You're missing out. I mean, it's, it's like saying you can't even eat a rare steak. Yeah. No, that's, oh, that's... that's in there, too. Many of them avoid rare steaks. 
That's some bullshit. Yeah. Because if you overcook yeah. a steak, you deserve to go to hell. <laughs> this is coming from a guy that has a wife that has her done well done. That's that's my little sister. It's so sad. It's so sad because they don't get it. It, it ruins your, it. It breaks your heart. Like every time you're like, just fucking. Oh, do, do you enjoy that uh, cooking? Like, do you enjoy that uh, piece of steak that tastes like, uh, you know, a whole bunch of like newspapers stacked on top of each other? <laughs> That's I, consistency you have there. I think you know? some of those people just need a little bit of education there. They're just, they like it well done because they were probably raised that way. My brother used to be that way until he became um, a meat guy. A stage rarist? He, came, he became <laughs> a meat guy at Albertsons. Oh, okay. And ever since then, yeah, he always gets his steak rare. Mm, so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's one of the last meats you can actually order that way. Yep. Uh, that's actually changing. Good, um, because I... I like a, a slightly rare pork. Uh, pork like only pork has chop. to be cooked to 165, which is slightly to the rare side. Uh, yeah. The, Leave the it lot- to the cheesemonger to know the food standards. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the food standards have changed. Uh, pork <laughs> is, can be cooked to the, and then a uh, steak is uh, can be cooked as low as 145. The more you know. <laughs> So anyway, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses talking about how they they can't have uh, blood transfusions. Well, you know, science finds a way. Whenever someone says no, they go, "Well, what about this way? What if we did it this way?" So they're finding out new ways of doing um, save their lives without doing blood transfusions. Yeah. So it, when you're in a situation like the one the doctors face where they they will deny blood transfusions but you know they obviously have a will to live right you're faced with two situations as a doctor use the legal system to override their wishes the for the if it's a kid or find a way to work around the blood transfusion and so in this in the past several decades specialty groups in the quote unquote bloodless medicine that cater to Ho- Jehovah's witnesses have grown up around dozens of hospitals and doctors' experience in these programs has often led them to order blood far less frequently than other patients. So uh, they've helped lead a national movement calling for more sparing use of transfusion. Well, because so, transfusion does come with some, some significant risks. I mean... Yeah, up until the late 80s, you could get AIDS from yeah. but But I, st- I still find it bullshit, and I'm going tangentially off the rails here. That they still, it's still okay to ask somebody if they've been in a homosexual relationship when donating. Yeah, that's pretty much bullshit. That is some bullshit. Yeah, it's that's pretty offensive. But anyway, uh, doctors are finding ways to do uh, more treatment without having to do transfusions, and it's really neat because um, they're saying that a lot of the doctors for at the AMA, AMA have said that the most overused therapies, uh, transfusion is one of them. Yeah. Well, and this will also be good because they're always doing the blood drives because they're always in, seems like they always have a short supply. So if they're not you doing that as often, we're not going to see these shortages. Well, and I'd do more blood drives, except, you know, plasma pays a lot better than nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Seriously, though, if you guys have never looked into it and you can handle a needle being shoved into your arm, you can make like 300 bucks a month. They will. Let nice. me because I'm a smoker, even though I have excellent blood pressure and uh, heart rate and oxygen absorption. 
Alicia, quit lying. Just, I mean, quit telling the truth. Just start lying. Just start, well, yeah. I've, 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 I lied. I'm I've smoked I'm I've, I am absolutely healthy enough to donate blood, and I have lied on that. Do it. <laughs> and, and and here's the thing: is that actually smoking doesn't actually affect the any toxicity of your blood. It's about your personal ability to handle it. So, like, if I donate blood, I don't smoke right after, or when I have in the past. I'm, <laughs> like, I just because I'm like, yeah, I don't need to be up in my heart rate like that. <laughs> like that's all <laughs> fuck that exercise <laughs> yeah don't go run right after you donate blood it's a bad idea it is a bad idea it's a horrible idea that's why <laughs> i never do it okay so we're gonna move on from jehovah's witnesses and you know i only bring this up now because he said something about leviticus and blood and everything so uh here's uh thankfully right wing watch does really good work and they watch the stuff i don't have to and report back to what kind of crazy we find out there so here's a little clip. It's going to be about a minute and a half. Uh, so just go ahead and listen here to the to your hell of the 700. All right. A viewer says, I was wondering if you could explain to me the difference in the Ten Commandments given by God versus the laws given in Leviticus. A co-worker told me that. Okay, hang on. Before we even get to this point, in Exodus, there are more than Ten Commandments. Yes. Yes. There are. Something. Fucking entry-level Christian. God damn it, you are wrong. <laughs> okay. The other day on. that people can't consider themselves Christian if they don't obey all of the laws in the Bible. For example, in Leviticus, the Bible says that a husband cannot be in the same room with his wife on her period. Well, why would you want to be? I mean, no, get out no, of there. No, I'm, I'm uh, kidding. Come on. I have to make this stupid joke. Hang on, I'm the host. Well, Hasidic <laughs> Jews still follow that law. Yeah, there are well, many okay, that so, still so do. Keep that, keep that in your mind and listen keep here. Keep the Leviticus laws anymore. As Christians, is it okay to only follow the written law and not the Levitical law? Okay. Okay. This, this, this the last bit of the quote here. Hang on. This is the last part of the question. Uh, you read the Bible. Jesus Christ fulfilled all the law. All Oh. Now, doesn't he say exactly contrary to that? Yeah, I did. I did not. I have. I have. I have not come to fulfill the law, but to... no, no. I have not no. come to the law, but fulfill. Which has several interpretations depending on the denomination. And yeah. most apologists say that a lot of the stuff is, yeah, we're here to keep the old law. It also depends on the gospel you're reading. One of the gospels says Jesus is actually coming to uphold the Jewish law. Yeah. But then the other Gospels contradict it and say, no, it's it's the new law. But then that's the one Christians like to cherry pick and say, we're following the new Jesus way, not the old Jewish way. Okay, so let's go ahead and listen to Pat stammer on incoherently. All the fulfilled in him. And when he died, uh, he paid the penalty for uh, the, <clears throat> the law. Uh, there is therefore now no law against the people of God. Okay, so he's pretty much saying right here that according to his beliefs that since Jesus came, lived, and died on the cross, that Leviticus has no place in the world anymore because that's the old law and it's no longer the new law. But wasn't Exodus also old law? Yeah, and he's anti-gay people. Okay, yeah, so perfect. We're going to keep this going. There's only one law, the law of love, that you love each other. And the idea that you've got to 
stay out of a room with a menstruating woman or something. I'm, I'm not sure where you found that either, but nevertheless. <laughs> oh my God. You haven't even read the Bible, have you? I know. It's, it's there. It's there in so many, so many black and white words. Yeah. And it's also and, in Leviticus. And he's saying right here, he's like, well, you know, that's not how it should be. You should just love. You should just love. It's like, uh, what do you think gay people do? Yeah. I think that's just proof that senile Pat Robertson does not follow any of the Old Testament at all or know anything about it. All He sticks with the Jesus-y bits. And for all you hate mailers out there, that's you owe it, pothill.com. No, but he does. No, I'm getting this ready because Pat Robertson, I will dance a fucking jig of joy when you are dead. finally dead when he is finally dead that will be just because a good thing you have tipped the reaper way too many fucking times it is time it the bell tolls for you good sir <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna join boyd k packer oh yep he definitely will and i will dance a fucking irish jig across both their graves yes i will river dance across both their graves and you see i'm a hefty fat guy and so that's a fucking feat so <laughs> hang on let's hear more from pat <laughs> wherever you found it you don't have to worry about it because okay so he just literally said you don't have to worry about leviticus anymore. yeah okay what you do is love each other that you have love for one another. This is the commandment I give you. All the rest of it, uh, love God, love your neighbors yourself. I was reading the Okay, so <laughs> maybe I love my, my neighbor as much as I love my wife. <laughs> they just happened to be reading in Leviticus. And uh, there's a, a list of sexual sins. And uh, has to do with sex with an animal has to do with adultery it has to do okay well sex with an animal you don't have consent right not no matter how much that sheep no matter how much that sheep may be turning around and looking at you knowingly like yeah <laughs> no hang on do with uh, uh, other types of uh, sexual misconduct incest etc and it also has to do with homosexuality and he said it's it's an offense it's an abomination for a man to lie with a man as with a woman. That's what it says. And so there you go. You don't have to worry about Leviticus, but we'll worry, worry about Leviticus. <laughs> Straight from the old puppet's mouth. Hey, yep. at least he used complete sentences. Yeah, he probably shit himself at least twice. During this So I, I don't know. I I find it fascinating. I mean, well, that's just it, every, though, is that you can't win. No, but it's one of those things where like they they forget that we live in the twenty first fucking century, where everything that you've been saying has been scrutinized by a panel of at least. Well, let's see. Tonight we have five people. <laughs> uh, but but people at Right Wing Watch, I'm sure they've got more than just an intern watching this. They they tend to forget that, you know, shit that you said is being monitored and reported on. <laughs> and, I mean, I wouldn't have known about this unless it was reblogged by somebody else from Patheos. So, I just, I don't, uh, he's probably just one of those guys that records the show and goes home. Doesn't even think about it. Well, he's not, I don't think he's thinking at all anymore. He just, he just says God shit and for some reason people are still listening to him. Do you think it's all ironic? Do you think it's all people like us that just happen upon it? Do you think that anyone's actually paying attention to him anymore? 
I'm just saying. There are people that do. That's the crazy fucking thing about it is that people really tune into the 700 Club. Otherwise, it wouldn't be on the ABC Family Channel like when the cartoons go off. People are actually calling in and giving him questions and concerns and and seeking his advice on how to handle things. It's just crazy. I mean. When he's talking about a lady that had a miscarriage, and she's he's like, "Oh, don't worry, God took that baby because it could have been the next Hitler." Yeah, go fuck yourself, Pat Robertson. God, I hate this guy so bad. It, uh. But yes, to answer your question, yeah, he still believes. People still believe in him. They think that he's receiving word from God. Who knows whatever? But that's crazy. I don't. I, just for. Since we're talking about people that have true beliefs and everything, uh, I when I was wa- when we were uh, leaving Bear Lake this weekend and coming back home, we passed through a town that obviously this was probably the only Mormon church in the whole town because it was fucking packed. Oh God! Like cars all through the streets and everything, like like all around the whole place. But there was a dude strutting around with his cane, and I pissed off my wife because I was like, "Look at me! I'm going to Celestial Kingdom." <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, shut up. I'm like, what? It's fucking funny. The guy's like strutting around like he's like owning the place with a cane, going out to his car because he gets this like priesthood meeting or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. Got it. Uh, people, I don't trust people with canes. <laughs> uh, they yeah, hide I, swords. That's so deliciously know. random. You don't know what their plan is with that cane. I'm just saying. I'm going to shove it up your ass, Felicia. That's <laughs> 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 I I haven't invited you yet. Oh. I I don't know. Yet. I, you heard it. Well, from <laughs> Shut up. I'm out. I don't know if if comic books and Hollywood have ever taught me anything is that people with canes are villainous. They have a mustache and normally the cane has a sword or a gun in Thank you. Thank you. The person person underneath that clothing could be a cartoon. Yeah, maybe I'm just saying that I really fear the penguin from Batman. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He's creepy. Burgess Meredith was the fucking the best penguin ever. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't like see a picture of the penguin without thinking (laughs) Batman. (laughs) 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 Sorry, what's going on? Uh, let's see. The Mormon Church is really pissed off because the uh, the European Court has ruled that churches in England must pay property taxes. Ooh. Well, that's no. Okay, that's... not not churches like ward houses in general. We're talking the temples only. Huh? Because they don't offer open to the public like uh, ruling. Like you can't go there. It's not just right. open to the public. Not just everyone can go. can go there. But. You should, I mean, I would post this link up here, but you really shouldn't go read the comments because they will make your fucking brain hurt. <laughs> because everybody's like, oh, they are open to the public if you really want to be there bad enough. Then that's well, not the public! I actually read but, part of this court case, and yeah. the Mormon argument that they actually do a service, because, like, their churches can prove that, you know, they do do some charitable work, so they are a charity-exempt institution but their uh temples <laughs> their temples you have to be a paying member you have to prove that you pay up to 10 per, you know 10% at least of your income and otherwise you can't get in so it's like a club but once you get in there they don't do anything for the public but their argument was that we baptize dead people so that they can go to heaven 
That was their argument what? in English court. Yes, that's they, amazing that they even tried that. It's the, I'm sure the barristers just looked at the the magistrate and was like, uh, <laughs> "Seriously, that was that was their only argument." We baptize your dead people. <laughs> that's fantastic. So what, the, what they're pissed about instead of having a hundred percent tax free now, they have to pay twenty percent, and just on temple ground. Yeah. Just that specific Preston Temple. Well, I, you know what? Yeah. Good. And I've said it multiple times, and I've said it on Godless Revolution, and I've heard Matt take up the cause. Tax the churches. Yes! <laughs> Tax It'll the churches. so many of our problems. I understand that they get a lot of money, but the thing is, couldn't they justify their absolute like rape into our public systems like they could just like be like a full dick in like <laughs> like like could, they could be they, just like, the they can right now have a little bit of plausible deniability like we don't actually endorse candidates in church like they still have that plausible deniability but like they if they start paying taxes then they could be like no we will tell people who god said they should vote for yeah and it, i would kind of appreciate it that way because it'd be like, okay, don't vote for him, don't vote for him. <laughs> well, I would argue a lot of religions do that, and as a former Mormon, yes, they absolutely preach their politics on the pulpit. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, there's they no, do. There's I, no doubt. We know that they do. Yeah, I know they do. I don't know. I just, I feel yeah. like we we should really just be enforcing the whole no politics, but I don't know how you do that. I don't know. Maybe just tax the, tax the churches. Fuck them. They're, <laughs> they're fucking people over anyway, so fuck them. Well, if, if all of their funds were actually going towards charity, I could understand it. But I, so much of, like, the Mormon church goes to building board steakhouses and... And real estate. Yeah. Transferring properties for profitability. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Well, I think. Well, it. I think. Sorry, like, let me. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead Landon. Um, Matt from the Godless Re Godless Revolution actually said, you know, if they can prove that at least fifty percent of their income, and you know, they can use the other fifty percent to build more chapels and proselytize or whatever. But if they can prove at least fifty percent of their income is going towards a charitable cause, like going to feed homeless people and you know upbuild developing nations then yeah go ahead keep your tax exempt status because there are such things as good charities it's just the majority of them it's only like 10 to 20 percent that go and it's less than 20 percent for the mormon church oh. yeah it's a it's a astronomical amount of money they spend on expanding their business instead of their base. Like an amusement park in Hawaii and a super billion dollar mall in Salt Lake. They just, yeah, that's just it though, is that they're absolutely, and the temples are the worst. Come on now, those are just about profit. Those are just about uh, get, getting people to pay their tithing and have some secret exclusive thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's just it's just a fucking magic show without with shitty magic. I, I want to one of these days go there with fake temple credentials and go through. I, I found out how lax security really is there. <laughs> that would be awesome. And 
I, I don't know. I don't I, you know, know what? And I, do it, I heard a fellow atheist actually. Say, I know more about the Mormon church than most Mormons do. <laughs> right? Even the Mormons who have been through temple. Uh, I, you know, I have people who I am friends with and I care about who are people of faith, but I, I, I don't respect their faith. I respect them. I don't respect their faith. And I actually had a, an atheist, she identifies as an atheist, say, no, I respect people. I respect all forms of faith. And I'm like, why? Why have we culturally decided that that is a good thing? Why do, you, why do you stick your thumb and go, good for you? God, I just, I, I know why. I, I would much rather throw my lot in with the people that have the balls to say, you know what? I don't believe this. Well, but that's just and you know what? That, that means that, that life is that much more fucking exciting. They all say that about something. They all lack faith in everybody else's faith, in their particular beliefs, and they don't take their faith as proof. You ask any religious person, if you ask any Mormon about the Catholics and transubstantiation, right? Yeah. Am I saying, is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. If you ask any Mormon about the Catholic belief of transubstantiation and that they just believe that this is what happens and that's their evidence, they will all look at that like it's a crazy fucking thing to believe. But if you go back and you say, you get, and you tell a Catholic that Mormons get new names in the temple and that their (sighs) garments have their stories of them uh, protecting people from bullets, they will, and faith is the only evidence, those Catholics who have faith in their crazy shit will look at the Mormons and say, that's... How fucking wacky is that? Yeah, that's crazy. Nobody (laughs) else has anybody's, has faith in anyone else's faith, but we have somehow as a society said, let allowed... People to just be like, well, I have faith as an acceptable answer. <laughs> like, as soon as somebody says, well, I have faith, you go, mm, that's brave of you. It's not fucking brave. What the shit? <laughs> they, they will all make fun of each other's crazy shit and look at how many Christians love to pick on the crazy Muslims. Like, uh, but they, but uh, you, but you just say, I don't believe any of it. And now you're the asshole. You don't value faith, and now you're a dick and not tolerant of their beliefs. And you have to be more loving. Fuck that you. shit. Yep. Disney atheism. Yep. Uh, let's see. To get back to Pat Robertson, I want to talk about a, a recent... Since we were talking about calls, I, I went searching there for a second there to find people that like actually still believe in and go to Pat Robertson. Um, there was somebody that wanted to send their grandchildren to a Christian... Uh, christian school but the parents said the atheist parents said no because they were teaching them that god and jesus were not real okay and so let me just go ahead and get down to the clicker i'm not sure if it has the question in here but pat i'm very concerned because this past weekend my six-year-old grandson said that his dad told him god and jesus were not real and were just made up to scare people about dying i tried to explain the truth to him but he won't believe me i'm worried for my grandson's soul good job grandson for not believing shit that people tell you without having evidence yeah but how fucking sad is that that is what this religion six-year-old no the the grandfather this is what religion has done to him he's afraid that a six-year-old if he died tomorrow will burn in hell 
Because what a all loving and knowing God. Right. <laughs> That's just fucked up. This is okay, what so we here's, keep here's, doing, and we keep saying that we should just be tolerant of these kinds of beliefs. This grandfather believes his grandchild deserves hell. Yep. A a infinite punishment for a finite crime. Yeah. For yeah. a child. So here's Pat. Should be, if there's any way you can get that child away from it, this is his grandfather who's telling him it's this. It's his father. Father telling him that. Uh, well. He didn't even understand the question. <laughs> or He's so senile. Okay, you get yeah. the child away from it. So I don't know if that's her son or her son-in-law. I mean, she doesn't know. I, what I to don't say. know. And uh, but if there's any way you could get him enrolled in a Christian school or get him into some, uh, you know, they have uh, daily vacation Bible school and things, or a youth group. There are all kinds of things you could do to kind of get him into some positive influences. You know another. Because Christianity is so fucking positive. Yep. What was I just saying? This grandfather <laughs> believes his six-year-old grandchild deserves hell, and that's the positive influence. <laughs> There's a couple more seconds. Great yeah. for her would be Superbook. Oh, absolutely. Because it's all it's all yeah, Bible stories, yeah. and it's uh, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that have been childrenized so that it removes most of the horrible shit that's in the Yeah, world. really fucked up shit. They they certainly make it sweet, but that's what's actually being pre- preached from pulpits. Well, you know what? It's really funny because no. I, I remember vividly growing up and watching like the Disney cartoons where they were like the claymation animations of uh, Noah's Ark and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you go back and read it as an adult and that's a really fucked up story to be telling kids. Well, they <laughs> incredibly <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, in the children's stories, they're always like, and Noah and them live. They don't talk about the babies drowning. They don't talk about everybody else dying and smacking up against the ship with their dead corpses. They don't talk. Yeah, they don't talk about. Uh, you you think that your puppy's cute? Yeah, not one of the two on the ark. Oh yeah, that puppy's cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so more sad news, heavy news. Uh, Saudi Arabia now defines atheism as terrorism and it bans all criticism of government oh god atheists please get the fuck out of saudi arabia and bangladesh as quickly as possible yeah get get over here we will welcome you yeah you know what we We need to start getting like atheist host families for like people trying like atheists in these in these countries that are afraid for their lives we need to like start that as a nation a national movement I, I actually saw somebody doing that earlier this week. I can't remember where I saw it. On, it was on Facebook somewhere. It was saying someone was saying, "I have a atheist friend in Saudi Arabia that needs to escape. Is there anybody willing to put him up for like a couple of weeks?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's all right." You know? Yeah. I'm like, good, get out of that place. We, yeah, that's something that needs to happen. We need to start being able to save these people because they they risk being put to death, tortured. I mean. Th- like there, there was a guy who was an avid atheist blogger, I think in uh, Dubai, uh, who was that caught thousand lashes, wasn't it? No, I'm. This was this guy was killed by a mob. Oh, okay. Yeah, they found it's not the recent one where the the guy was killed 
uh, slaughtered at like in the stairwell of his apartment building, was no, it? No, no. Okay, because that was the one in Bangladesh. Because that's like the sixth one so far. Well, it's more than that. If you listen to like, yeah, the... you would have to go listen to Dogma Debate. They had a really good recent episode about that. Yeah, yeah. and they talked about people the, the are government turning a blind eye. People are dying all the time, and not just them, but their entire family and everyone related to them. Because they were an atheist blogger in a country that is predominantly a theistic, well, yeah, Muslim. Yeah, you don't exactly find extremist Christian governments most places nowadays. No, there's actually, well, there's. I mean, they do exist. They created but, secular governments back when the Catholic Church was the government. This is the exact shit that would happen every couple of centuries. And well, burn the heretic, burn! There's actually that type of crime going on in the Philippines right now with some new upspring uh, Christian people. They, instead of giving foreign aid, they gave them Bibles, and now they believe that the uh, Mosaic Law is valid, so they're pretty much acting like Muslim well, extremists. Same to, thing in to, Africa. To blame the uh, the Philippines for that? No, it's more like the Spanish conquistadors that came through the Philippines. Right. Well, it's more of a recent movement. Well, no, I'm just saying that Catholicism has been heavy there in that country, especially New Age Christianity as well, because they were conquered by a Christian fearing nation for the longest time. Right. No, but I mean, you go about- you go over there. It's kind of funny to hear people. For I mean, I worked on base for the longest. I mean, I still do work on a Air Force base. But when you work in a place where I was working, where you're working alongside many people of um, Filipino and Thai descent, it's because they, it's really weird to hear them with like names like George and I mean, a lot of biblical names. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just really weird. It's like you think about what the Spanish did when they conquered Mexico and South America. Yeah. Killed those cultures dead. They they did the same fucking thing with the Philippines. Well, yep. but if, yep. but what Landon's referring to is going to people who uh, may not have actually been exposed to the Bible itself, and these people were already believers in Christianity, uh, but yep. now they've been exposed to the biblical teachings and they've started to interpret it themselves uh, instead of just listening to it from the pulpit. And uh, now in places like Africa and in the Philippines, uh, in Africa they're. I actually watched a video. Oh God, Africa hurts my brain. I watched a video of a literal witch burning. They beat her. They threw her in a ditch while she was alive and burned her. And it wasn't quick either. No, it was, it was like 15 minutes long. Yeah, it was, it was after horrific. the after the big earthquake in South America. Didn't they go on a witch hunt and start burning people because of it? I don't know. I believe so because that's what you do. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what uh, the Bible says. This isn't. This, it's not just Muslims that are doing this. Yes, they have systemic issues in their governments doing this, but it's a secular government that protects you. And then just look at what what the wrong Christians did. What what the big Christian organizations did to little <laughs> Christians. I mean, fuck. You just look at what uh, Bloody Mary. Mary Tudor in England did to all the the Protestants and non-Catholics. She put people to death because they were the wrong kind of Christian. These Christians who want this Christian nation, do they not see that they will attack each other and they will put each other to death? Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand how people don't see that um, religious freedom 
is good for everybody. It protects your beliefs. <laughs> you you know, those First Amendment rights are there to protect your shit because, you know, if as soon as you get a Islamic person out there pushing stuff, you're like, oh, I don't want to hear that. Be like, well, too fucking bad. Yeah. And that brings me to my next video clip, but don't forget, before we end this little break right here, we have to talk about Planned Parenthood. So let me get to Scott Lively talking about exactly why the United States is being punished right now. And this is a bit of a long segment here, and it is not the show doing this. It is the call quality of this professional program that we're lifting this from, where he had dropouts and saw all sorts of, you know, horrible Skype problems. So please don't think it's us. Don't give us a bad review on that. So hang on. The bottom line is religious freedom. Everybody's now concerned about it. Um, thankfully, they're waking up to it. But is there anything we can do? Well, I don't actually believe in religious freedom the way that uh, the term is used. I know that when you use it and when most people use it, you 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 humanity. We're not talking about freedom for Islam and freedom for Buddhism and Hinduism as if they're. Why are we not considering religious freedom for everybody? I don't get why he thinks this. Anyway, hang on. equal with God. Uh, the number one commandment is you shall have no other gods before me. And uh, when we uh, when we forget that and we start accepting this concept of religious pluralism and we say that Jesus Christ is really no higher uh, in, in authority in America than Buddha or Muhammad or even Satan, that's when we have really uh, dropped the ball and we have brought uh, uh, disfavor from God on us. You know, ask the question. How is it that we could go 42 years with a, with a large army of pro-life? Okay, sorry, I'll cut him off here because he just goes off on another really stupid tangent. But why does an omnipotent, omniscient, all-knowing, all-powerful God care what the fuck the United States is doing? Question one, that's one question. Two, what does it fucking matter? <laughs> And I guess the, maybe the third point I could bring up here is Why aren't is we that, all a pillar of salt at this point, is my question. Yeah. The, the third point I bring up here is that in Judaism, maybe, okay, Jesus doesn't matter. He was just some sort of weirdo that we had him crucified for, if he existed at all. Christianity. Jesus was whatever the hell you want to talk about. But when he talks about, you know, the God of, God of Muhammad, you know, you guys fucking forget that in Islam, they believe that Jesus was a prophet. They do. They do actually believe Jesus is a prophet. His name was Isa. They don't call him Jesus because, you know, that's your fucking bastardized version of Josh. Well, Yeshua. <laughs> right. Yeshua. Yeah, Yeshua. Yeah. And I just, I, I love the fact that every right-wing, hard-leaning fucking Christian in this country thinks that somehow that people that believe in Islam don't believe in the same shit that they believe in when it comes to Christianity. The, the, Muslim, the Muslims believe that Jesus not only existed, but that he did was martyred on the cross. Yeah, he was a prophet that was martyred. Yeah. That he was speaking of the one true God, Allah. I mean, like, they don't get it. Just because they call it Allah, it just it's just God. 
Yes. You, uh, you, oh, yes. That's their word for God. It's the same <laughs> fucking thing. It's, it's the Tetragrammaton. It's Yahweh. It's the same goddamn thing. Yes. They all sound like a bunch of three-year-olds arguing about, one, does their imaginary friend exist? And B, if all their imaginary friends exist, <laughs> which one is more powerful? I know. It's, it's, it's people debating about which X-Men would win in a fight. Yeah. Batman. <laughs> it's the Hulk versus Superman debate. God damn it. Okay, so, Ugh. and the last little se- segment we have here from Scott Lively. Hang on, just listen to this derpiness. We really are now under occupation, like the French under, we're, we're being occupied by cultural Marxists. Are- so, he's saying that America right now is being occupied. By cultural Marxists. He goes on further after his Skype finally catches up with whatever program he's on. Sorry, it's not our show. It's this fucking clip. And I hate it as much as you do, so I apologize. Power. And really, they're, they're in the consolidation phase right now. Uh, I, I've, years ago, I, I laid out a stage scale that I've talked about all over the world. Uh, it begins with tolerance. Then- because tolerance is such a bad thing. Yeah. Okay, he, he keeps going, so it gets worse. It really does fucking get worse. Hang on. And go acceptance. You hear that? Yeah. Because of acceptance. Of, uh, almost sexuality. Then celebration. Then forced participation in gay culture. And then the fifth and final stage is punishment of all dissenters. Well, well you know what? You guys <laughs> really should fucking apologize for fucking Stonewall. What is this forced participation? No one's being forced to be gay or to p- participate in the culture they create. But you know what? I think the government should fucking apologize for, for fucking Stonewall. Yeah. I think they should apologize for Matthew L- uh not Matthew Lillard, sorry, this guy from fucking Scooby Matthew Shepard. Matthew Shepard, sorry. Wow, I'm on a Scooby Doo kick. I've watched Salt Lake Punk earlier this week, sorry. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I just find it hilarious. It, it's isn't it funny how oddly convenient the uh, look where he's describing cultural Marxism. He's like, look at all these things that these people were accusing our cultural Marxists are doing. This is their next step, so you should be afraid. We're gonna yeah. So let, let's hear what, we should, what else we should be afraid about. What the what the U.S. Supreme Court has done is established Phase Four as the law of the land. We are now all collectively the entire country being forced to participate. In gay culture. And- <laughs> yes, because the Supreme Court ruling says you must butt fuck somebody or you must scissor somebody. You know? What the hell does that have to do with Like, we're being forced by not being allowed to murder them? Is that the same thing? <laughs> by, you know, not being able to turn them out to the streets if you don't like them. By, you know, firing them, firing them from their jobs because we don't think they're equal. <laughs> God damn it, this guy pisses me off. And the, uh, and the uh, consolidation of that, the implementation of that is proceeding right before our eyes. At the same time, they're starting to move toward step five, which is punishment of all dissenters. And we're seeing people like the Kleins and Oregon and others areas in the coal mine. So am I. I'm, I'm being sued for crimes against humanity in federal Springfield, Massachusetts, for preaching against homosexuality in Uganda. Uh, yes, oh, because he should yeah, be this, charged with crimes against humanity. Yes, this is that guy. If you haven't caught that yet, <laughs> no, I was not aware that that's this guy. 
Yeah, this is the guy that's that's saying in Uganda that gay people should be put to death. Yes, he should be charged with crimes against humanity. He is a monster. Yes, the Hague should fucking hang you, Scott Lively. And you should be put on display. <laughs> it's that's that's that you I don't normally call for the death of anybody death because of I'm so many people. Like what is wrong with you? I hate this guy. I really fucking hate him. <sighs> He's so I, I'm going to go ahead and shuffle off of him because that's phrased everybody's dander and ire just a bit too much tonight. Well, he's well, he's also involved with the World Congress of Families, which is why it's such a big deal that they'll be in it, Salt Lake this October. Thank you, because I was going to say, keep in mind they are coming to Salt Lake City. Ugh. Are we going to protest not- it? <laughs> I think we could have a live commentary. I I would love to walk among their people and be like, so, what's your problem with gay people? Have you ever tried anal sex? (laughs) (laughs) So, funny thing. I think we should get a bunch of gay people or bi people, whatever, to just walk around and make out outside of the Grand America. Hot. (laughs) No, you know what? No, straight people too. Let's just show them sexy things. And I want you to wear as little clothing as you feel comfortable with. Okay, so a sock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on my foot, mind you, because you know, that ground is gross. Shoe activity. Safe <laughs> shoe activity. So, put a, I don't... Put a Birkenstock over the Mr. Johnson. <laughs> I honestly don't see any difference between Scott Lively, the Spanish Inquisition, and ISIS. Nope. That's, it's all extreme. That's the exact same level of fucking crazy. Okay, so let's bring it back to Utah before we hit our last break here. And <sighs> motherfucking Gary Herbert. <sighs> I mean, he's not been much of a help ever since he took over for the last governor. And that's saying it nicely because he's honestly been a complete douche canoe the whole fucking time. Has voted to defund parent, Planned Parenthood in Utah, which uh, this a lot of this stuff happened on Rhett's Facebook wall. A lot of people may not be privy to that, uh, but the thing is, is that Planned Parenthood gets a lot of their money from Medicaid for a lot of the stuff that happens for people that are, uh, let's say, of a, I mean, if they don't have an, if Planned Parenthood doesn't have enough, they get the extra money from Medicaid. So by defunding Planned Parenthood, you are shifting the burden onto the Medicaid, Medicare system in the state. Which, which also Gary Herbert has decided to not extend this year. Mm-hmm. He's been trying and trying and trying to get his like special little, uh, they were going. They were talking about doing a special session of the the well, what is it the uh, I want to call the legislation to find out if he can get his like special little medical bill passed because he doesn't want to take Obamacare. Right. No, by God, we cannot take that money. But we want to have up our our own little plan because we don't want to seem like assholes and don't want to care for the sick people, which is exactly what you sound like. But now that they're deciding to defund Planned Parenthood, that means more money is going to be siphoned away from a smaller pool, which is already getting to be pretty tiny. 
So, Gary Herbert, you are an asshole. Yeah. And I bring... Oh, why? 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 How can you be anti-abortion and anti-birth control? Why is this a thing? Well, it's not just abortion and birth control that they provide. They provide mammograms. They provide freaking pap they smears also, to look for yeah. cancer in cervix and oh. you said smear smears <laughs> yeah but they're gonna bagel they'll be a wreck they have a ton of services that they provide and they do it better than regular practitioners especially here in utah i trust blind parenthood with things like sti testing more than my regular pr- practitioner because my regular practitioner most likely a mormon and he freaking literally sits me down on his table and gives me little pep talks about sexuality. And I'm like, really? This is not your area of expertise. Shut the fuck up. Ugh. Mine just shoves a thumb up my ass. <laughs> so, and- Planned Parenthood, they don't do that. And no, they're very kind they're and they're professional about and it. They're understanding. And they go, yeah, I'm glad that you're looking out for yourself. Good for you. Well, because that's their fucking wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're professionals in that area of medicine. Like my general practitioner, he has to cover everything, including tonsillitis, which has nothing to do with sex. Planned Parenthood, they're specialized in that. Which is why I try to bypass my general practitioner as much as I possibly can. <laughs> Absolutely. Go to a specialist. <laughs> yeah. I miss my general practitioner. She wasn't a Mormon. She was so science-based. She needed serious evidence before she gave me anything. I mean, like, uh, just just for her sake, she would do research just to make sure she was make giving me the best medication. I miss her. She moved away. She was the best. Mine looks exactly like George Lucas. It <laughs> <laughs> complete with the rolls on his neck. Oh. And I was 28 when I first started seeing him, I think. And that's well below the age where he needs to stick a finger on your butt. Yeah. And I started getting it then. So I was kind of shocked. Whoa. That's questionable behavior. Well, I mean, I was consenting, so. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? You know Slightly. what? I I have, <laughs> I have an awesome GP, and I would trust her with er, with anything. But I've also gone to Planned Parenthood for things over mm-hmm. the years as well. Why? Yeah. Because sometimes it's more convenient and it's quicker to get in. No, but well, and for me, it was all about how welcoming and kind they were, and non-judgmental. You go in there looking for to take care of yourself, and they treat you like you deserve to be taken care of. Well, and the reason I really bring this up is because I saw people, and I didn't realize, Rhett, that it was on your personal wall when I first started commenting on it. Well, yeah, on my wall. So I, so I made the post talking about how you defunded or issued an executive order to um, defund Planned Parenthood. Can he do that? My, Can he actually do that from an, an executive order? By the way, there uh, supposedly that's what he's doing, and I don't know the the like specifics. I know there was some, there's something on addictinginfo.org talking about how the White House has kind of sent out a thing to these states because Utah is not the first state to do this. There's a couple right. of states that have done it as well. It just makes me wonder how fucking government agencies can be influenced by a meme and propaganda. Yeah. 
You know what? No. A lot of these fuckers know better. They know it's propaganda. They know it's not true. They know the ethical standards for tissue donation. They know that it has to come from the people donating the tissue themselves. Like, this isn't just Planned Parenthood making this decision willy-nilly. They can see the paper records. They know better. They know better. They know this makes them look good to the voters, and that's all they give a shit about because the uneducated voter who doesn't care to actually do the research is the one who's going to keep them in their job. Well, and thankfully, we have a fucking firebrand within Planned Parenthood of Utah uh, by the name of Carrie Galloway. She did an interview on X96 about a week or so ago. But she said, to be perfectly honest, I'm appalled that the governor is making policy decisions according to news reports of allegations. Yep. Without looking at Planned Parenthood's 50-year history within the state of Utah, and the fact that we have never erroneously used any state or federal money outside the rules. The money that he is talking about is for education. It is federal money that we have applied through a um, request for proposal with the state of state health department to do evidence-based programs to reduce teen pregnancy. They're doing a greater fucking good, yeah. people. And no, Nobody in this country is pro-abortion. Nobody says, you know, you know, I can't wait to go get an abortion. That would be the greatest thing ever. No, we're, you know what everyone is? They're pro-prevention. They're, they're pro not having a zygote to abort in the first place. Everyone wants that to be, you know what though? Sometimes these things fail. But yeah. you are allowed to make that decision for your body and for your life. And I don't give a shit what anyone says. That is, that is the woman's body and it is a risk to her very life and for some women more than others. And, and she so has, Carrie- and it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter if she is well off, could take care of the kid. If she just simply does not want to put her body through that, if, if she's healthy, it doesn't matter. That's her fucking choice. Exactly. She consent to sex is not consent to your body Raising being a child used. for nine months. Yeah. Your body being used. And the, the sooner these white fucking old men realize that women's bodies are not theirs to fucking dictate, the better. No, that has been such a cultural standard since the Greeks, though. Oh. And so, Carrie Galloway says, it doesn't make any sense other than the fact that he's a GOP governor. And the GOP wants to defund Planned Parenthood. But only because it would look good. They know that the reality is that there's no good, there's no good reason. They know the reality. They just, they don't care. They have to know. They have to know. They have to know. So they just don't care because they've repeated it enough that the lie has now become true. So with Salt Lake being one of the big gay centers of the U.S. and Planned Parenthood offering free AIDS testing, do they also fall into that spectrum? Like they don't give a shit about AIDS? Well, the the big problem that I see brought up is that there's a lot of people that agree with Governor Herbert only because they think that, you know, why should my tax money go towards uh, preventing sexually transmitted infections, you know? Shouldn't people have enough fucking, you know, wherewithal to use protection and, you know, make sure this stuff doesn't happen? Where do they get the protection? Let's Let's say you're dead broke and you don't have money to go out and spend it on hobbies or condoms are fucking expensive exactly. i don't care what anybody okay, you're says. dead broke and the only thing that you can actually do that's fun is Let's have fuck. is have sex but you can't afford to have safe sex 
don't you think that it's in all of our best interests? Because we don't want to pay for your ER trip if you're a man because you get an STD that sends you to the ER. Yes, those do exist. And we don't want to have to pay for a pregnancy that you shouldn't have to have anyway. Isn't it just cheaper and better for all of us to say, no more disease, no more unplanned pregnancies, here's all the condoms. It's not about that for them. It's about their religion. It's about controlling sexuality. I know. Well, and to to quote somebody, and I won't say the name because I'm not that kind of host, uh, I don't need to fix anything, and I don't expect my government to be involved in my sex life. That is between me and my partner. If people are so stupid that they want to go around and have unprotected sex with multiple partners, then they need to use their insurance to take care of the problems that arise from their behavior. I don't have insurance. I don't have insurance. I can't afford that. We aren't entitled to anything. No one is. We have an entire generation and a half, you know, because that half matters that think that the big government is supposed to take care of them and hand them everything. No, we are saying you are going to pay for it either way. Okay, because you you know what? You go to anyone and you ask if someone is dying, no matter how poor they are, no matter how little money they have, are, do they deserve to be treated in, treated in the ER? They will say yes. And then you go, do you know how fucking expensive that is? Did you know that we could prevent that way cheaper? See, my problem with this whole argument that people are having about him cutting the funding and everything is that he is cutting this funding for something that has been playing catch-up with the fucking cut that they have done with education. You've cut education and you have made it illegal for people to talk about sex ed within schools. I mean, you look at Utah's standards when it comes to sex ed. Yeah. We are way the fuck behind other states in this country we're bad we are very fucking we're we're i think we are scraping the bottom of of every state in the union plus the territories because we're not willing to state in school you know pre-cum can make you pregnant yes it can (laughs) it's the um you know the fact that just the tip doesn't work you know god what is it's called i mean this the really Stupid shit that kids and teenagers tell themselves, you know, that, oh, you know, you can't get pregnant if you do it when you pile driver. You know, that doesn't quite work. You know, Don't forget soaking came from this state. <sighs> Jesus Christ, I forgot about that. <laughs> Thanks, Landon. I don't you think wonder- that happens. You wonder why back in March um, there was that report that came out about the 700% increase on STDs infections oh, in yeah. Utah. It's due to lack of education. Simple as that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know this. This state, I, as much as I love this fucking state, there's some things that we do in this in this fucking area that just drive me absolutely insane. We keep cutting funding for education, it's the and now vesicles. we're cutting funding for Planned Parenthood. No, no, no! It's not the seminal vesicles. No, hold on, hold on. Okay. <laughs> Seminal vesicles are where uh, 98% of the fluid in ejaculation come from. No, no, no. That's not true. 75%, 24% come, 24.5% come from the prostate gland. And then almost none of it is sperm. But there is these two little glands that sit just, uh, just before the urethra. 
and uh, they these glands actually uh, they they just before a man ejaculates, they release a base uh, lubricant basically that lubricates the urethra and neutralizes any acid in the urine uh, acid left from urine in the urethra so that sperm isn't killed by it. The thing about these two little glands is that um, sperm can get stuck in them. And so they, and they can live in there for 72 hours. So yeah, I mean, that's so pre-cum. It, that's the pre-cum. That's the lubricant I'm talking about. That's what pre-cum is. And yes, that's why pre-cum can get you pregnant. And if a guy's doing his job to check his prostate every day, or I shouldn't say check, I should say clear his prostate problem every day, <laughs> there will be live sperm in there. Yes, but 72 anyway, hours um, the sperm can live in there. That's what I'm saying. And so these people that are apologists for Gary Herbert and everything, they're saying that, in, uh, I don't understand how they think that STDs are 700%, an all-time high, is somehow working, you know. Less education, less funding. Yes, but that's, it's working. No, but that's, it, it's working. It's working for them. It does. But for everybody else in the world, we're like, wow, STDs have jumped up 700 fucking percent. I knew it. It's the Cowper's gland. God damn it. How that's sevenfold. God damn it, these people. No, but that's the thing, though, is it keeps them in power and it keeps them wealthy because they, you reduce education and you create a an uneducated workforce and they will work hard. Don't get me wrong, but they will make less money in their lives and this money keeps going back to the people who are already wealthy or people already in power. Not necessarily even money, but people in power will be better able to convince them because we're not actually teaching them critical thinking. It's the I Cowper's just, gland. God damn it, that pisses me off. And what? I have a, I, you know what? I was feeling inspired by poetry. And for some reason, this popped into my head, but I do feel it's appropriate. I just, an excerpt from T.S. Eliot. And we will go to break after right. this bowl. There is a shadow under this red rock. Come in under the shadow of this red rock. I will show you something different from either. Your shadow at morning striding behind you. Or your shadow at evening rising to meet you. I will show you fear in a handful of dust. And with that, we're going to go to break. Yeah. We will be back in a few seconds after this commercial. Anyway, we'll catch you again. Lack of resource. Stay tuned. <laughs> because we still have Kyle's movie reviews and he's saying a naughty word. Anyway, we'll be back right here in a second. Catch you in a minute. Oh. Hello, ma'am. My goodness, you have such an attractive little garden here. Oh, thank you, young man. I just planted those flowers last week. My, how they grow. Yes, ma'am. We're from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, the Mormons. That's right. I'm, I'm Elder Young, and this is Elder White. Well, you two boys can just fuck right off. Ma'am? You heard me. Take that Book of Mormon and shove it so far up your righteous asses that you choke. You soul-soliciting pigfuckers. Okay, last break of the show. We're going to get into our main topic of discussion for the week as soon as uh, somebody shuts their door. And we're going to talk about the the strange phenomenon that we have with evangelical cop hating. And a lot of people a lot of people might not realize what we're talking about here. 
But if you go to sites like Cop Block, or, and I know they have different chapters for depending on what state you're in or city you're in, but um, it seems to be a lot of persecution complex when people are pulled over by police officers. You know, I'm pulled over by a cop, by a cop, and all of a sudden my rights come into question. You know, oh, what right did they have to stop me? I didn't do anything illegal. Well, technically, usually when they pull you over, they have a reason for pulling you over. I'm not saying 100% of cops do things by the book, because as we've seen from um, people like Michael Brown, we have all sorts of other people that are. Pulled over under suspicion of driving while black. Right. We do see this. But it's for me, it's a lot of the a lot of the population, especially the white gun toting kind of American white folk that we see out there that are pulled over by cops and all of a sudden they pull out their, you know, um their check sheets on what they're allowed to say to cops, what they should say to cops and everything. You know, I'm only gonna crack my window four inches. And it's it's a real persecution complex because a lot of people think that I got pulled over by a cop, but he had no reason to pull me over. Dude, he had a reason to pull you over. Otherwise, why are you in the situation? Right. Uh, you know, I, I personally don't see anything wrong with saying with being like, I mean, I, this isn't how I approach it. But if you are only going to crack your window four inches and you only provide them with your identification, uh, that's within your rights, and I, I actually don't see anything wrong with that. That's not a persecution complex. That's just simply... No. That's you following your rights. Right. Uh, but at the same time, you have to think about the guy that did pull you over. I mean, as much as you may not want to think about the other guy doing his job, there is a guy that is seeing you crack your window for and it's just like, okay. I mean, and, and I'm not saying that that is an admission of guilt. No. No, it's not. Um... Uh, but but at the same time, you have to understand that this is a person that is trying to do a job. That at the same time, when you're when you're kind of being a dick, I mean, their only cha- their only way to respond to that is either toe the line or be a dick back. Well, and so here, look, I have a story. I have a story about okay, this. Okay, go ahead. Um, the last time I was pulled over, which was like oh, almost two years ago. <laughs> Probably a while, right? Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. Um, I'm I'm. I'm a pretty safe driver and I, and I just really don't break the rules that often. Um, but this one night I did a rolling stop through a stop sign and it's such crap because it's the one time I did it. And it was, it was seriously 1130 at night. This road is dead. There's never anyone on it. I was tired. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to roll through. I did it. Cause I always took a full <laughs> stop at this stop sign every single time before then. And <laughs> so I rolled through and I'm like, fuck. So he pulls me over, but I knew my rights. I knew I didn't have to admit to anything. Um, I rolled down my window. I, I put my hands at 10 and 2 so he could see them. I wasn't reaching for yep. anything. I should have turned on the light on the inside, but I didn't think about it. But I did, you know what? Uh, and this, I was living in Draper at the time, so it was a Draper cop. And, um, I just wanted, I wanted him to know, and, 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 uh, they were particularly sketchy at this time because a Draper cop had just been shot, uh, dead for pulling up to a car that was parked weirdly just to see if they were okay. Didn't pull them over, nothing. He pulled up to see if they were okay, and the driver shot him, uh, Derek Johnson. 
it 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 was really terrible. Uh, the it was really really truly terrible because uh, he was just trying to be a a good cop, look out for people. He wasn't. He wasn't even trying to be that asshole cop we've all been. He wasn't being a pig. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't doing that. And so uh, the the Draper cops were particularly sketchy at this time. So uh, you know, I was I was trying to be as obvious as possible. So I had my window down, and I had my cigarette still in my hands, and uh, I had my hands at ten and two. He comes up and I go, "Okay, can I put out my cigarette?" And he goes, "Yes, please." <laughs> so I do that. Uh, and I didn't ask because he had to give me permission. I was just like, okay, we're all on the same page, right? Like, I'm not making any weird moves right. here. Um, and not that I'm a pr- prime target for being this. But that brings me to an anecdote I'll bring up in a minute. So, Sorry. go ahead. Uh, he goes, do you know why I pulled you over? And I didn't answer. I just did not answer. Well, I, for, first I said, how you doing tonight? I go, Hi. he goes, hello. And I go, hello. And I, I was being friendly. And then he goes, uh, how you doing tonight? And I said, well, I've had better nights. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> Let's be honest. And he laughs. And he goes, do you know why I pulled you over? I didn't answer. He goes, you rolled through that stop sign. He goes, did you see that stop sign back there? I didn't answer. I just said nothing. He goes, well, you went through the stop sign. You didn't stop. I didn't answer. And he goes, can I get your license and registration? I go, yeah, here you go. Here's all that information. He goes, okay, great. I'll be right back. And he came back to my car and I go, hey, I haven't had the chance to say this yet, uh, but you're the first cop I've had a chance to say it to. And I want to say, um, you know, I I put up flags leading to Derek Johnson's funeral and I was really, truly heartbroken to hear it because I've had nothing but good interactions with the Draper cops. They've really been there for me and I'm, and I'm very sorry for your department's loss. And uh, he went, well, he goes, yeah, that was particularly hard on me. He was my sergeant. Uh, I knew him. And he goes, thank you for saying that. And that makes me feel really bad for giving you a ticket right now. (laughs) (laughs) They fill out the ticket and they hand it to you. And they say, this is not an admission of guilt. Right. They just say, this is a promise that you will appear at wherever courthouse they decide. Yeah. And and this one wasn't even, I had to appear in court. This one was, uh, call this number. I actually scheduled a court date because I was going to fight it. (laughs) <laughs> just because you're like your honor what is a stop song <laughs> i ended up doing a plea of abeyance <laughs> did you really yeah. it, and it's my ass would have just paid for it no plea of abeyance is super awesome it didn't go on my record that's it i paid for it no record i couldn't get another ticket for six months i'm and they're like and the prosecutor's like that's not gonna be a problem for you this is your first ticket in five years i'm like i know <laughs> I know I'm just going to roll through the same fucking stop sign like every day. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the the uh, personal anecdote I want to bring up is that I got pulled over on my way to work. I was working at the IRS at the time. And this was at the IRS like down on 12th Street, way the fuck out there in Ogden. Um, And when I was working there, I had to drive quite a bit of highway to get there. And I had a 1992 uh, Volkswagen Jetta at the time. And I bring up the year model only because this is the year model that did not have a glove box. <laughs> I know, fuck you, Volkswagen, for not making a glove box. <laughs> but all of my personal information, you know, map, anything that I needed to keep within the car, 
I had to keep with behind the passenger seat in the map pocket behind there. Oh God! Because they did not have a glove box, and so I got pulled over on the highway one night going out to work, and, and I work grave shift, so it was really fucking late. And this is a dark purple Volkswagen Jetta that slammed about as low to the ground as you can get because I was stupid. Um, with rims and you know with a ungodly illegal tent <laughs> job done to and so I'm reaching behind the cop pulls me over and in anticipation of him coming to the car I'm reaching behind the the passenger seat to reach for the wallet that has all of my stuff in it and all of a sudden I'm, I'm met with a gun <laughs> pulled out of his holster with the cop saying that's a good way to get shot son as he's tearing open my passenger door god <laughs> Yeah, and so at that point I realized, you know, my actions weigh quite heavily on these what these people do every day for their job. Yeah. So from that point on, anytime I've been pulled over for a ticket, which has only been maybe twice in the last 10 years or so, I mean, really, even when you're fucking around with the traffic laws, you can get away with quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, But I think I got pulled over one time for going like 55 and a 40 or something like that. Only because I didn't realize the speed changed as much as it did. And when he got when he pulled me over, I had my hands at ten and two, and I'm like, "Officer, I need to reach into my glove box to get the the information out. Is it okay that I do so?" And it wasn't me doing this because I was afraid of the cops or anything like that. It was mainly out of respect for the police officer. Look, 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 dude. I know you got a hairy, shitty job. And I'm about to make a movement that might seem kind of hairy to you, but I'm going to, like, reach over here and get If this. you simply communicate your actions, they will be far more... Uh, and he's like, do you do you have your uh, driver's license with you? I said, officer, it is in the trunk of my car within my gym bag. I need to dismount from the car. I mean, I'm, I'm being kind of a dick because I'm saying words that don't really people don't really use. And I need to get into the trunk to reach so. And so, I mean, he stands back there you know, quite honestly, with his hand on his pistol. I mean, but he's being, he understands that I'm I'm communicating this to him because I don't want to make him think that I'm going to pull a fucking gun on him at any time. Right. And for for the most part, that's how, how my interactions have been with the cops. I can't speak on being a person of color in this kind of thing happening because I had a friend, and this isn't me saying I had a black friend, you know, but his friend, my friend's name was Jamal. And he got pulled over constantly within the state for be- for driving while black. Mm-hmm. And for people that don't think that happens, it really fucking it does. Absolutely happen. does. Yes, it does. But and I bring this up only because when we're talking about in the context of a persecution complex, most of the people living in Utah have no fucking idea. Just like most Christians in this country have no fucking idea what it is to be persecuted. No, they don't. And so I can understand while being a minority within the state would be something where you go, God damn it, I'm being pulled over again. What did I do this time? It's because I'm black, isn't it? Oh, I can understand that. But the thing is that, yeah, you know what? Cops, cops are actually human beings. And most of them just want to be human beings. It's like, it's like when they were saying the National Guard was going to take over Texas. Like, oh, you had Shade Helm. Yeah, you're like, um, you realize that they live there too, right? Yeah, most of those guys probably are from Texas if, it, if recruiting numbers mean anything. So, 
no, I'm sorry, but no. Uh, these cops are people, and the reality is that they're not, they're not looking to ruin everybody's lives. Yes, that does happen. Um, I once watched a video of an off-duty cop get rejected by a woman, so he handcuffed her in a bar and detained her for half an hour. Like, hit her! Pulled her hair and just crazy shit and was telling her to shut the fuck up. She's crying. Like, yeah, that shit does happen. But that's when you can start screaming uh, police brutality and persecution. Not when they're standing next to your window. Well, that's well, not necessarily reflective of all police, all cops. It's that it's guy. It's that one particular guy is a fucking douchebag and needs to pay the penalty for his he actions. Lost, he lost the job yeah. part. And that's where I was about nope. to move to, is that, like, 99 point whatever percent you want to think of in your fucking head as I talk to you guys, um, percentage of the kind of arrests or kind of pullovers, pullovers that we see from cops are completely fucking legal. But then you get the outliers that get headline news sensationalized that become the, oh, well, all cops do this. Well, like no, it's it's not all police officers, man. It's well, there is an argument against that, though, saying that okay. it's the other brother police officers in their same union covering up their dirty actions, and that's like the whole Ferguson shooting issue is that the rest of his department did not call him out and say, "Hey, he's one of those," you know one in a hundred that does this type of thing. No, they tried to cover it up, and even all the way up well, see, to their local it, judges tried to cover it up. Well, and I would, I'll go as far to say that, yeah, the thin blue line that you see anytime a cop gets shot, if you're friends with anybody who's related to anybody within law enforcement, they'll put, they'll change their profile picture. Mm-hmm. Anytime a cop gets shot, They'll change it to the blue line on a black background, but any I, I do believe the blue line does exist. You know the the fact that anytime something happens to a officer, they fucking rally. But anytime it happens to someone in public, who gives a fuck? Mm. And they will they will trip over themselves to make sure that shit gets obfuscated enough that there can be no charges pressed, or there can be no no anything done to that police officer. I mean, I, I understand where a lot of people's vehement beliefs in, you know, cop hating comes from. I understand that. But for the most part, a lot of it is, is unfounded. Because uh, most of the time, they have your best interest at heart. I mean, and we talk about, yeah, getting pulled over for tickets and shit like that. I mean, that's, that's traffic cop stuff. That's not, you know, answering to the call of somebody fucking knocking on random doors on somebody's, uh, in somebody's neighborhood and then being attacked by a snow shovel. Yeah. Whether you think that guy should have been shot or not, I don't know. I saw the fact that he raised a snow shovel and tried to attack a cop. But they have not. I, I, I may disagree that he should have been shot to death, but, you know, cops aren't trained to shoot a leg. Shoot an arm. They're top, they're top for center of mass. Well, that and their entire job is centered around being threatened with their life. Yeah. We don't have jobs that people are going to shoot at us. Like whether you're yeah, a, fuck no. <laughs> whether you're a soldier overseas that gets shot at regularly or whether you're a 
guy in blue here, you you have a higher chance of getting killed at your job. So that's going to make you a little more alert and a little more paranoid and aware. And it doesn't make so, them a bad person. So do you think it's mainly people just being so completely angry that they don't want to be reasonable? or? Yeah, you know, I think that it comes back down to... Um, it's the same thing that we see in ardent uh, men's rights activists, uh, white white supremacists uh, that that you see in uh, these people is that their life hasn't turned out fair. Things aren't going the way they wanted them to. They're not as well off financially as they'd like to be. They feel out of control in their own lives due to circumstance or whatever reason, lack of education, lack of opportunity. And they see these positions of power uh, over, over them and they blame them. Uh, it's the it's the white supremacist saying, well, a black man is president. So <laughs> so they see that as a persecution of who they are. You know, let's not forget the first thir- 43 fucking presidents of this country were white. Right. No, they're absolutely, <laughs> they're, they're absolutely wrong. These people in positions of, po- of power that have succeeded more than you are not the norm in, in general. Uh, it's like when you, it's like when you see a, a men's rights activist saying, well, there are women CEOs. You're like, yeah, 1%. You know, you, you, they don't care. Just because women have done better than they have, then all feminists must be lying. And all feminists hate men. And and they feel this bitterness because their lives are not so easily summed up in what they see as a cultural simplification. Well, and that's the thing, is that we can't distill everything that makes human life, or specifically your life, uh feasible by making it a one-line soundbite right yeah it, it's a lot more fucking complicated than that and that's just it and so i think when the, these people they feel out of control they feel powerless and the cops are an easy one to target especially right now when there are actual issues with police brutality there are actual issues with cops using uh force beyond necessary i mean when you see cops spraying students at a college who are just sitting there with mace when you see that and when we see the militarization of the police they're a good target right now to look at a persecution complex and so for somebody who feels out of control in their own life that's a great target yeah i mean the 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 video of the guy macing the college students that are just sitting there linked arm Mm -hmm. I get that. So what I'm I get is- why people are mad about that. But then again, when I saw a video earlier this week that brought up this whole topic that we're talking about right now about a guy that they had shut down the interstates. Uh, I can't remember where it was specifically. It was in Ferguson. But Ferguson, and they shut down the interstate with, you know, people linking arms, trying to do like a whole, like people chanting with each other, you know, the same kind of, you know, Black Lives Matter kind of okay, thing, so which I'm not... Okay, so peaceful disturbance. Yes, a peaceful disturbance, but at the same time, they are impeding interstate commerce. They are stopping a interstate, which has... it's Which is not supposed to have pedestrian traffic at all. Well, it's just not safe. It's not safe for the people doing it, but the, the guy... There was one guy in particular that was 
like chanting the same thing over and over again, running away from the cops. The cops tried to stop him, tried to, you know, tried to subdue him, but then he kept trying to get away. And so the cop goes to grab for like his neck kind of thing. And it ends up looking like it's uh, the big show doing a choke slam from, from the WWE, like to the ground. And people are claiming, oh, man, that's uh, police brutality. That's police brutality. He's like, no, motherfucker was running on, like, skipping down a freeway when they're trying to shut down a peaceful protest, trying to get away from the cops that are saying, hey, please leave the freeway or, you know, please stop what you're doing. But he keeps running away and skipping away, and they stop him with force. But a lot of people are like, oh, that's brutality. I, I don't know how to stated to these people enough that he was doing reckless and dangerous behavior not only to himself but to others I mean people may disagree with me no, here, but I, the I guy agree. should have been stopped and you know what the fact that he got grabbed in a certain spot while trying to run away his force of trying to run away made his, his stopping a lot him? worse I'll tell you if it's police brutality did the cop keep hitting him once he was on the ground no, they they brought him to the ground and he stopped and they cuffed him and took him away. That's not police brutality. Police That's brutality is pulling <laughs> over a black man who uh, there was a domestic dis- domestic disturbance call at his home earlier. Cops left without charging anyone because it wasn't something to charge something. They followed him in his vehicle, pulled him over for no reason, pulled him out of the vehicle for no reason. Uh, hit him, started screaming, why are you trying to take my gun? Why are you trying to take my gun? He is clearly in the dash cam videos, not doing that. A cop car hit his car. That, and they hit him multiple times in the face, in the body. They, and they got him to the ground and they kept hitting him. That's police brutality. Police brutality stopping you when you are doing something that is dangerous to everyone, including yourself. Uh, do I think that guy probably should have been charged with something? No, I don't know. We don't know if he did. He was simply detained. I mean, maybe citing a, a like a public disturbance or anything or something yeah, like that. Yeah, at the well, most, a minor, a, minor a, a, a misdemeanor at the worst. Resisting yeah. arrest is a crime. But it wasn't arrest. That's not resisting arrest. That. Was- I mean, he was trying. They were trying to stop him. Hey, sir, stop. Pro- probably, uh, probably mischief. Uh, right. Criminal mischief is probably what he'd get. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we're not talking about, you know, derp to derp, guy skipping down a freeway kind of thing, compared to Freddie Gray. Right. Who mm-hmm. had nothing no reason. on him. Nothing on him. But he started, by, like, getting away from the cops when they showed up on the scene. So they didn't have any kind of they, real reason to suspect no, they the guy except the fact for that no he was, reason, and he was doing nothing illegal, and they pursued him just because he ran. It's not yeah, illegal. He had nothing on him. He had no weapons on him. And it's still precipitated into his death. Um, and and you know what? I'm sorry. Black man, black men do have a reason to be afraid of the cops, and I think running from them um is a reasonable response. I mean, it's absolutely. Even in this state, we had we had uh, God, I I really feel bad for not remembering his name, but the guy that was killed out in Saratoga was, Springs, Saratoga Springs, because he had a sword on his back. Yeah, it wasn't even drawn. He was doing no. cosplay. Yeah, he was doing cosplays. It was, Mugen it was a from, geek. Uh, Samurai Champloo. Yeah, yeah. And he was approaching the cops at first, saying, "Like, hey, can I get a ride somewhere?" 
and the cops saw that he had a sword and he was black and they're like, hey, sir, we're going to have to ask you to, you know, stop being black. <laughs> or whatever entailed from that conversation. It, but he had- It's really, it's... I, I understand that we have an issue with over-militarized police. We really do. And I understand, I understand we have cops that have a very distinct, you know, someone's going to kill me at my job kind of way of thinking. Well, and and we have a systemic racism issue. And we have an issue where we're not training police officers in uh, de-escalation of force. We're not doing that. But at the end of the day, you getting pulled over because you ran a stop sign is not persecution. No. Because you really honestly did break the fucking law. Or maybe he didn't. Maybe he just thought, you know, maybe he looked away while you were stopped and then you kept going and he thought you rolled. That's possible. Still not persecution. <laughs> well, they have, they have cameras for that nowadays. <laughs> and that's just it. And you know what? And and citing you is not persecution. Cite, citing you with anything is never persecution. Um, exactly. Because you have your day in court. Exactly. Now, that's not entirely fair, especially for black people in this country. Especially for people, people that are people poor, let's just say that. Yeah. Yes, especially yeah. for people of color. But so I I have to say, I, I question the statement that cops have a reason to pull people over. Because I've actually been pulled over before. And the cop claimed that he pulled me over because... I didn't have insurance. Oh, wow. I've only got one that tops that, and I got pulled over for being dr- for driving too well. Well, this, here's what's really wow. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't have a copy of my insurance card in my car. I can't remember why. So yeah, but I, they can run your license and find out whether or not you have insurance. Well, right. they can, they can so do a check, but it's not 100%. Yep. So what happened is... So he's like, okay, well, all you have to do is get your insurance card, call the, call the, uh, Midvale City Police, and I'll meet up with you and sign off on it. Kind of like a fix it then. Yeah. So I'm like, fine, mm. I'll do that. So I get home and I'm looking at the ticket. It wasn't even my vehicle that he flagged. <laughs> it was like- some big fucking truck. You're like, fuck it then. <laughs> and I was driving a little car. So yeah, they, I mean, I'm, of course police are fallible. They're, they're humans, but yep. I would say that it's not always true. And but I would say a, it's not even a, a I don't know. They, I don't know what the percentage is. 90% of the time they have a reason. Whether that reason is accurate or not is debatable, but they have a reason for pulling you over. They perceived a law being broken and they are enforcing. That's their job. Uh, that, in that case, it sounds like, uh, there's, there's a few explanations, Amanda, for yours. Uh, he had, he'd been flagging a vehicle previously, but then he didn't finish getting the information. So he didn't end up getting to pull them over. Um, no, I'm, I know that there are reasons why it happened. It doesn't have to be explained. I'm just simply making a point that. That shit happens. But the worst part of it is they still fucking made me go meet up with him to show him my insurance card, even though it wasn't even my vehicle. And they could have easily ran my license plate at that time and verified. Yeah. 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 And my, that's, 
My that's pure track nonsense, but but technically by law you have to have a copy of your insurance in your vehicle. So when you couldn't when you couldn't produce that, then oh yeah, I know, I know. Yep. And my my anecdote of being pulled over for driving too well is right after about my I think my sixteenth birthday. You know when. When you still have in your mind fresh the the laws of traffic, right, and you you're terrified of breaking any of them. Yeah, and so when a cop pulls up behind you, what do you do? <laughs> you do the two second head checks. You do the signal lane change before the lane change. You know, and so from about Clearfield to Roy, which is only about a like a, a two mile stretch in certain parts, I had Officer Bernard who people here in uh, Clinton and everybody should be able to realize who this guy is. I don't know if he's retired or not, but he was he was a real dickhole when it comes to being pulled over. Uh, followed me for about two and a half miles or so and pulled me over for driving too well, and he suspected that I was trying to cover up the fact that I was either drunk or high. Excuse me, that is not probable cause. Yeah, exactly. Not breaking a law is not probable cause. This guy needs to be educated on constitutional rights. Well, no, I've been pulled over uh, multiple times in Davis County. I mean, I used to drive a 68 Impala, like, baby blue 68 Impala. So I got fucking racially profiled every once in a while because I would wear flannel and beanies everywhere. So I'd get pulled over for random reasons. People come up and see, oh, it's just a white guy driving a car. Oh, never mind, sir. Have a good day. Uh, I honestly had that happen to me one time. I'm like, what the fuck was that about? Oh, that's... And then the same shitty Jetta that I was talking about that I got pulled over in one time. I got pulled over and the cop's like, well, sir, I can smell the weed in your car. And, you know, I'm not a teetotaler when it comes to drinking and stuff. I waited till I was a certain age to drink. But I have never partaken of the the the, the pleasures of the THC. And so he's like, I smell weed in your car. I'm like, sir, honestly, you're mistaken. That's probably the exhaust coming through the... the uh, the air system here because it had a shitty catalytic converter. And so he's like, would you mind if I do a search? And I'm like, you know what? I got nothing to hide. And I know, honestly, a lot of people out there are like, well, you should, you should resist. Yeah. You should have said no. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? He's not going to fucking find anything. I, I get it. I was stupid and 17 at the time. I get it. I really, Okay, so you wouldn't do that now. No, absolutely not. Good. But the thing is, like, I, I didn't have a persecution complex at the time, but it seems like a lot of people nowadays seem to have that. Well, just refusing them to search your car is not a persecution complex. No, no, no. I'm just saying that a lot of people, like, when you get pulled over at a uh, a drunk checkpoint, and there's people that get really fucking up in arms about that. They're like, look, dude, they put it in the newspaper a number of times before it even happens. I still think they're unconstitutional. I, I agree with you there, but the fact is you're driving through it. Right. <laughs> right. There's nothing you can do in that moment. Yeah. I think it's unconstitutional as well, but unfortunately the Supreme Court would disagree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> However, if you turn around and... You look even more guilty. But they have no right to come and chase you. Oh, but they will. <laughs> uh, y- yeah, well, <laughs> not always. Because I actually anecdotally know somebody who did that. And, Stick a middle finger out the middle window. Well, he... Fuck you, cops! They were on a Sunday drive, and it was on a dirt road up on the top of the Wasatch Front. 
and it was like with uh, Fish and Game and Wildlife and, you know, a bunch of other people making sure nobody had illegal fireworks. And <laughs> they they were like, well, we were almost at the end of our drive anyway, so we're just going to turn around and go away. And the cop watched them go away, and they didn't do it, like, suspiciously at all, and they had nothing to hide, and the cops did not pursue them. It's funny. See, that's the thing, though, is that Everyone likes to say, well, I've got nothing to hide. The thing is that you can't account for all variables. What mm. if somebody you know drops some shit in your car? Even if you believe that nobody you know does that, that does not mean they didn't. What if somebody you know has a pain pill medication and that fell out of their pocket or fell out of their purse in your car? They didn't realize it, you didn't realize it, but now you've got a prescription bottle with somebody else's name on it in your vehicle. Yeah, I had a friend that was that notoriously a dick and is willing to plant some shit in your vehicle to charge you. This is why, I mean, it doesn't matter. It does not matter if you don't have anything to hide. Your rights deserve to be respected. I agree. And with that, we're going to end our discussion here with the, the cop talk that we have. Sorry we didn't get into Black Lives Matter and Bernie Sanders being stage rushed. Which honestly could have gone on for like another twenty minutes, mm. but I, I just find it interesting that they let him he lets them take over the stage and he gets an uptick in numbers. Amazing how honest as a politician he might be. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and finish off of this week with our highs and lows or with the share that we have for our audience, or as I'm gonna talk about here shortly, a stranger in a strange land. And um, I'll let you guys think about yours real quick while I go through mine. I had uh, the same derp hole that I had to write an email about a couple weeks ago uh. Uh, at work who after I, I read a joke from the Atheist of Utah forum about a kid looking at like S&M stuff and the parents are wondering what they should do when their kid gets caught doing that kind of thing. And so one parent says, whatever you do, for the love of God, don't fucking spank them. Which I thought was a really good joke. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he said, well, at least it's better than that kid looking at gay porn. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, at least he's looking at S&M stuff and not gay porn. What? And I said, I said back to the guy, I'm like, dude, seriously? I didn't drop a beat. And I said, yeah, I see no difference between the two, dude. Yeah. I'm like, S&M, gay porn, whatever have you. The two you, things you know, aren't having, mutually exclusive, in fact. You know, having a waifu, I don't fucking care, you know? Yeah. They, they don't mean anything to me in the difference. He's like, I said, everyone's got their kink. And he went on to say, well, you know, it's always disappointing to see one of your own kids not being straight. What? And I said, what, what does that mean? Have you had experience in this? He's like. Yeah, well, one of my daughters was lesbian there for a while, but then she straightened out and she got a husband. And then I said, so your kids buy. Yeah. Obviously. Clearly. <laughs> or at least at least partially. And then so I, fur I further replied to him saying, uh, and I didn't want to start a fight on him because it would have been a really awkward night at work. I said, you know what? I guess it's just a generational thing. <laughs> oh, my God. And to I, which I hope he caught that me saying that is that his generation is biased and sexist and racist 
Uh, and then I can't fucking wait for them to all to die off. Yeah. But this is the same this? asshole. It's always disappointing when one of your kids turns out to be gay. Yeah. Um, this is the same asshole that made the anti-Obama joke. I know. And so I was just like, uh, how to best re- reply to this dumb shit that just said something really dumb. <laughs> like, I mean, and this isn't to say that either is wrong, but for me to say, I would rather my kid be gay than than into S&M. I don't... But th- it's not a... It's not, it's a, yeah, not, it's not a, an either or. That's hey, yeah. First of all, you can be both. Yeah. Second of all, it's neither one is bad or unhealthy. Like, there's no... no if done properly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yes. S&M... You can get into any kind of abusive relationship, no matter what the terms are. Yes, that's just it. And, and in fact... There are studies that show that S&M people are actually a lower rate of abuse in their relationships. Indeed. They have better concepts of con- consent and are more exploratory and open-minded in their day-to-day life. Yeah. And this isn't me saying this because, you know, I'm biased or anything towards one or the other. It's just saying I understand one more than the other because one is not my thing. You know? Right. And I'm not saying that the other is my thing. I'm just saying I understand it better than the other one. Right. I get it. I, d- I, don't, I don't understand the videos of ball kicking. I don't get it. I'm well, I, there's there's levels of everything. Like. Oh, yeah, I understand. <laughs> but I'm I'm jumping to it in an nth degree here. But right. I'm just saying. But you know what? Fine. Fine. All consenting. Everyone's being safe. Everyone's doing what they want to do. Then it's fine. It's, fine. it's their body. And as long as it's not causing them harm. By all you means, want dragon dicks? Have dragon dicks. You want to <laughs> lay alien eggs in you? Lay alien go eggs in you. Fucking go for it. No, it's not Get damaging you. to anyone. Indeed. I don't want eggs so, inside me, though. That's weird. That's I'm uncomfortable with that concept. But you got eggs in you every month. Kah. I don't want extra nah. ones. I don't want to add okay. any. You don't well, want Cadbury egg-sized ones inside you. Not every month. They're there all the time. This is yeah, true. That's true. They just leave once a month. One does. Once a month. Bam. It's all... Just gone. <laughs> Until that clock reaches zero. And then you get hot. Well, it's like the kink saying. My kink is not your kink, but your kink is okay. Aw. Landon, do you have experience in these matters? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Right. No, I have an open mind on it. I'm not experienced on it. I'm just accepting. I got highs and highs and highs this week. Okay, go for it. All right. Uh, I got to be on Radio from Hell, and I totally geeked out because I've been listening to Carrie and Bill and Gina since I was like a kid. And uh, they they said when we got in there, uh, they they Bill asked me, "So what do you do?" And I'm like, "A cheese. I'm a cheesemonger." And oh, that's great. Harmons has a great selection. You know, yada yada yada, or not Harmons. But another <laughs> non What, like Caputo's or? Anyway, grocer. Oh. Yeah, that has specialty cheese islands and cheesemongers. That's not Tony Caputo's as well. Anyway. Uh, so. I like Caputo's. I like Caputo's. They're great. We partner. <laughs> right next right next door to them is uh, my wife's uncle's fish shop. Oh, cool. Aquarius fish yeah, shop. Yeah, so. Get, go get some fish from them. They're really good people. So, uh. That we're in there and they're like, oh, Gina doesn't eat cheese. And I'm like, not at all. And she goes, mm-mm. And Carrie says, 
what she thinks it's spoiled. And so I look her, I look at her and I go, so are you just sad inside all the time? Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I got, I got to laugh. It was fine. Um, She doesn't seem like the kind to have a sense of humor about herself a lot of the time. Uh, you know what? No, they were all really great. They really were. That's they great. were very, they were very welcoming. Uh, they had great questions. Uh, they, 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 when they had questions about atheism, it didn't feel like an attack. It didn't feel like they were trying to, oh, we're going to get you. Ah, look, you didn't think oh. of, did you, atheist? Well, I just love that you guys got like, the softest of softball questions I from people know. that think they were giving you the hard ones. Pascal's wager. Like Pascal's wager and the other one about subjective and objective morality. It's like, mm-hmm. where do you get your morality from? So wait, you, like, you guys have to remember that both Bill and, well, Carrie's atheist, and I think Bill called himself Yeah, Carrie's agnostic. hardline. Yeah. And even though Gina's Catholic, she's not, well, I shouldn't say even though she's Catholic. She's Catholic, which means she's not really that uptight about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they were great. And so that was, uh, that was really, really cool to be on the radio. Uh, then another highlight of my week, high, high moment, uh, was getting to meet X and Kyle. Ah! That was so cool. <laughs> you guys, it was like talking to you on Skype. It was exactly it was like fun. that. I, I played sick at work to go home. You're like, I don't feel good. I'm going home. As I, as I was winking to one of my guys at work, he's like, let me know how that, that not feeling good tastes. Because um, I <laughs> talked about getting beers later earlier in the evening. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then third high moment was getting to see so many familiar and new faces at our heathen movie night at Brewies. That was really cool. Oh, I'm sad I missed that. It was cool. You know, you know, we, we've got some great people. We got to see some new people. It was nice. It was really cool. Yeah, and like, I think the the next uh, Atheist of Utah is a paying members only event. Yes, this one is really cool. Okay, I you know what? Thank you for reminding me because I really did want to talk about this event. Um, this is amazing. This is this is literally a once in a lifetime thing. So, um, one of our members, Rena, her husband actually works for this company, Alpha Demish, uh, and they have a very specifically engineered, I mean, mechanical engineered, uh, engineers worked on this machine, this coffee maker to make perfect coffee and tea. It does both because of course it does. Uh, this, this machine is $15,000. It's Mm -hmm. not a joke. Uh, so in the world of fine foods and when we're talking, uh, some, a fermented roasted product like coffee or chocolate, the machine really does matter. And, um, so they don't do tastings for just anybody. You can't just go there and do tastings. They do tastings for people who can actually afford to pay 15, to even consider to pay $15,000 for a machine. For a coffee yeah. maker or a tea maker. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, but it's, it's scientifically engineered to extract the proper flavors and coffee from it. It's, it's really cool. I mean, if you're a fine foods geek like I am, this is amazing. And, uh, oh, so they, they actually had to get permission from the CEO to allow Atheists of Utah to host this event. This is, this is seriously a once in a lifetime thing. And it's free to paying members. It's a $10 deposit to get in. 
and, uh, and then it's refunded at the door. So if you're a due paying member, then it's free and it's something you're not going to get to experience. So it's really, really cool that we're doing that this Friday, the 21st. Right? 21st? Or am I remembering that wrong? Yeah, it's the 21st. 21st. I'm I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm taking my little brother. I just see the process of how the machine works, and the machine is called the steampunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Which I mean, and it's all done via app. <laughs> oh, and um, all the coffee that we're going to be tasting is going to be provided by local coffee roasters. Mm. Oh, it's mm. going to be good. Yeah. This and it was a- awesome for Rena to go around and get in touch with those people and get the coffee. And it's awesome for her husband to have reached out to their company to let us do this. Mm-hmm. It's seriously, it's I'm I'm blown away that we get to do this. Well, because the machine looks like something that yeah, it, it belongs in a art museum. It really is beautiful. And uh, this and the tasting isn't just going to be a fine coffee tasting. It's also going to be an en- a, an explanation on the engineering of the machine. So if you're kind of an engineering or science geek, it's a great experience. If you're a fine foods geek, it's a great experience. If you're somebody like me that loves both, it's perfect. <laughs> well, it uh, just watching how they make the coffee, and, and I'm doing this as I'm talking to you guys here. They do steam, uh, steam to make the coffee out of the the grounds that you have. And then it uses vacuum extraction to bring it into a secondary cylinder. Mm-hmm. This is coffee to the fucking nth degree. Yeah, this isn't this isn't your regular coffee. This isn't something that you get out of the coffee, Mister Coffee, and then pour shitloads of creamer and stuff right. In. Don't you, you, dare. you drink the coffee that comes out of this and you taste it? Yeah, you're gonna actually taste your coffee. You're not gonna get overloaded with bitters. You're not gonna get your burnt nasty coffee that you get. It's not gonna have a shitload of tannins in it. Right. Not- this is going to be. This is going to be something you're going to remember. You're going to want all your coffee to taste like this. It's 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 really. I'm it, 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 it it will ruin coffee for you for the rest of your adult fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> and one more thing, it's very limited um, space, so we only have so many tickets. That's why we're doing the the pay in advance is to hold your seat because we just have limited space. We just- yep. So pay your dues and get in on this as soon as soon as you can because we've only got a couple of days. If you hear this and you want to get in on it, yeah. So anyway, we'll move on to the the rest of the panel. Who else wants to go next? Well, I can uh, go. The rest of my. I, I, I would I would try to go low for Felicia, but I don't know if you have. A no, I had a great one. week. <laughs> so okay, happy ahead. Felicia. <laughs> Back on the highs, of course, it was meeting up with, well, being on the radio and meeting up with you guys. So the, the funny story is that I, I knew X before because we've met at A of U events, but I never met Kyle before. Yep. And then Felicia, Felicia had never met either X or Kyle. So that was pretty interesting. That's funny. I'm sure she had seen you before. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. And then on on Saturday I got to volunteer for the Humane Society and also hang out at Beer Fest, which was a lot of fun. Um I got to try some beers that I hadn't tried before, including a new local brewery that had a really great farmhouse. 
Um, and I got to try Ninkasi. I sacrificed my taste buds Yay. for X and tried the uh, Tricera hops, hops, which mm. was good for a hoppy beer. But I still like the uh, vanilla o- Otis. Otis is fucking great. You had the vanilla Otis? I had the vanilla oh, Otis, so too. Yep. I've been wanting that so bad. It, it was so good. So they say it's available here in Utah in the liquor stores. Oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, I also, not only did I get to hang out with a bunch of heathens at Beer Fest, but I ran into some co-workers and I got to hang out with them. And we also got to chat with some vendors there and maybe get some um, donations for our gala, get some working relationships with these vendors. And we are hopefully going to be able to be vendors at beer fest next year. Yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, and then I want to see what you did, Amanda and have the, uh, the early person there. So you could just sit back and drink beer after everybody arrives. <laughs> oh, you mean volunteering early? Yeah. Volunteering early. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could do that too. <laughs> it's gotta be handy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it was a lot of fun, and it was very hot, and we worked very hard hauling stuff around and setting things up, but but definitely worth it. I I really enjoy our volunteer events. I always like giving time. And then, of course, there was the movie last night, which was lots of fun. Good to see everyone who showed up, and hopefully we'll see some more people at the next one. And... I will apologize for Kyle and myself for not making it. Yeah. We had family vacation shit. Sorry. It was unchangeable. I heard kids make you miserable. They do. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when you have more than one. (laughs) Yes. I've heard it's the worst thing you can do to your body. I I love them (laughs) to death, but I will honestly state when they're adults, like you guys put a hamper on my life for 18 years. (laughs) <laughs> and I want you to think about that long and hard before you decide to marry somebody and have kids. Shut like, that you shit literally, down. I, you literally have to stop your entire fucking adult life to care for somebody else until they're adults. I got nine. Shit's hard, people. Don't fucking make light of it. You know, it's real fucking easy to make a human being. It takes a lot of fucking work to raise them up to adulthood. Gatekeeper. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Fuck you, sperms. <laughs> Learn in hell <laughs> with my <laughs> copper fist. <laughs> I smite thee. Ugh. All right. Okay. So who's next? Rhett, Landon, Rhett, Landon. Come on. Rhett, you're up. Okay, I'm up. Um, highlight highs for this week were. Enjoyed a uh, karaoke. Uh, had a great date night with a particular person, and um, movie time was great as well. Lows for the week is probably more just work related. Having to see some people go that we're you know just doing the laying people off, cutting back on workforce. So good employees not having to stick around. It's it's a depressing thing. Super shitty. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Fucking jobs. For real. 
Landon, go. Okay, so Landon, uh, go for it, man. Uh, okay. Um, uh, highlight. Uh, <laughs> highlight. Sorry. Highlight for the week. Um, well, Thursday I wasn't even planning on coming out to the Heathen Coffee and after party, but then I got my LDS out papers, and that motivated me to go out and celebrate. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> He's no like, longer a Mormon, according to anybody. Yeah, yeah, and part of my biggest reason of not doing it before now was more, I don't know, sentimental, like it would hurt my parents' feelings or something, because I haven't believed since pretty much as far as I can remember. But I never really had a uh, reason to want my name removed. But I did that anyways, and actually getting the paper back saying I was free, I never realized how much that would make me happy. And it did. Mm -hmm. Well, yay. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So that was part of my highlight. And the other highlight was getting to meet all of you guys at Willie's and not get punched in the face. (laughs) Hey, we're real people. (laughs) Yeah. And and hopefully, hopefully not too far out of character from what I put on the show here. No, you guys. I was like, oh, it's exactly like when we talk on the podcast. It's awesome. Yay. Yeah, I'm a real the person. Exact same dirty jokes, and sometimes even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I hold back yeah. a lot from this show. <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> we have the explicit <laughs> rating for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm easing the audience into it. We're only like nine episodes in. I will ease them into <laughs> it. So. An was inch that, at a time. No, that, no, that was crazy. <laughs> <Freezing>. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> just the tip <laughs> for now so my low for the weekend would be um well not getting my kids but playing with them on the first night I get them on Friday and on the trampoline with my four year old son pulling a back muscle and feeling <sighs> crippled for the rest of the weekend ruining my weekend plans where I was planning on going out and doing things, but I couldn't because I felt like all I could do was be bedridden. So we Yeah, doesn't that getting doesn't that getting old shit fucking ruin your weekend? <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> You're not even that old. It's just funny that like I feel the same way of like I'm thirty five, be like, oh my back. Oh uh, God. don't feel too bad. My I... knee's been acting up lately. Oh <laughs> yeah, X I turn 34 you goddamn young people you don't know how good you got (laughs) i I turned you need to fucking bend all sorts of directions because you know what you can't do that shit when you're in your 40s well or mid 30s uh i I turned 34 next week and yeah apparently my body is not up to my four-year-old son so yeah so i spent (laughs) The weekend bedridden with them and did a whole lot of uh, movie marathoning, but that was my low, which is not that low, so it was okay. Good week, good week. It's nice. Good week. It's still a good time. Definitely. Good life, for sure. And with that, Landon, you will have to download the episode and listen just because, you know, we need that like for the week. Do that thing. <laughs> but what sucks is that, like, since you're here, you're going to miss out on the week of it. <laughs> No, no, I'll, that, I'll that's still half, listen. That's half the down. Oh. Um, and oh, so if you would let me, I would love to give a shout out to Jen, 
and the guys from the Waiting for Wrath podcast out of Wyoming. Okay. Because cool. they did actually talk about possibly coming and guest hosting for you guys sometime. Yay! Oh, we yeah. love them. We will be in touch. They do awesome beer reviews every episode. Sweet. And for those that don't know, uh, Kyle and I do have a godless beer aficionados group that started as a joke, but has actually found footing. I, it's the damnedest thing. It, it was a it's joke? A, I didn't know it was it, a joke. No, it really was a joke because I found myself talking about beer too much on the Atheist of Utah group. <laughs> <laughs> And so someone's like, well, you should fucking, you know, you should split this off and talk about something else. I'm like, okay. So I came back and I'm like, here you go. It's <laughs> like a, it took all of like four mouse clicks to make it. <laughs> it's yeah, its own and, art form. And now we're, yeah, we talk about beer and liquor on there all the time. I didn't know it was like a joke. I've been on that group for a while. Yeah, it started I out and it was like 30 people at first. I'm like, haha, this is funny. And then next thing I know, it was like at 100 and I'm like, oh, God. And then, like, past 200, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, funny thing. So, you remember I was trying to remember what the fluid was called earlier? That pre-cum? Where it comes from? Okay. Yeah, so I just switched back to my uh, browser, and there's a big picture of dick right there on Wikipedia. So, hey there. with Oh! Yeah, that just happened to me. That was weird. There, there is a Clues? bunch of people out there that are dedicated in defining the porn on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can find the website, but it's um. God damn it! I wish I could find out what it is because you you find some funny you find some things you didn't think you would find, like straight on like shots of cervixes and stuff and you're like oh wow that's wow that's way in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah the cervix the sexiest part of the well no i'm just saying like it there's sometimes where it's like you look up genitalia and you think you know there's no reason for them to show cock and like all of a sudden there it is like wow <laughs> look at that I mean, but this it's like all the absolutely full... a reason. If you're going to type in the word penis in Wikipedia, you damn well better expect. It to well, be no, a penis. but you don't expect full color. You expect like diagrams. Oh no, <laughs> they're not. They're ashamed. They're an encyclopedia for fuck's sake. They're very European. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it right here. Like, there's a Wikipedia entry on hardcore pornography. That's amazing. And, okay, there's not a lot of pictures, but there's a shitload of links. <laughs> <laughs> Pornhub. <laughs> get, have fun. No, I mean, just get have fun digging into that Wikipedia hole. The very first picture <laughs> comes up on Wikipedia when you type in penis. It shows elephant dick. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I not. This thing now. <laughs> and you know what? That is a great place to end this episode with elephant dick. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to thank uh, both of the panelists for making it out for guest panelists this week. We have Rhett Facer and we have Landon Campbell. Thank you guys for coming out. Hopefully you had a good time. Definitely. Uh, but for the rest of us and for the rest of you guys listening at home, come check us out. Podhell Media, podhell.com. Uh, we are available 347-669-3377. Text whenever you feel like it. Give me some drunk texts. Give me whatever you got. Whatever you got, well, I'm willing to take it. Come straight to my phone. If you leave us a voicemail, I'll play it on the show. Kyle and I had a little session that you're going to hear in a couple of minutes here, but uh, 
you know what? It's been a great episode this week, and I can't wait to do next week's. But until then, we hope you guys have a good week, and we'll catch you then. Have a good night, and we'll see you next week. Bye, Nui! Stay sweet, heathens. See you later. It's time to run the Barracuda! Open carry my cock anywhere I go. But... <laughs> no, you can conceal Actually, carry. that's not true. Can that's can, I can conceal carry. Yeah, there you go. Not unless you're in San Francisco. What's that supposed to mean? In San Francisco, they approve nudity. Oh, did they? Okay. As Sorry. long as you're not aroused. That's... Wait, really? Good luck for them. Yeah, that's really. not fair. You can't walk around with a boner? No, no, no. It, it, you can walk around completely nude, downtown SF, but if you show arousal, then you can be arrested. That's fucked up. That can't always be controlled. Yeah. I mean, with females, it's easier to conceal, but still. I know, <laughs> like, I catch a good breeze, and all of a sudden I'm standing in detention. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not something that's always controlled. God damn it. And we got a little special treat for you this episode. Kyle and I are currently out and about doing other things. Um, well, we will be after we get done recording this a little bit here. So we're kind of lying to you. Um, but as you're hearing this, Kyle will not be on the episode. So this will have to be pasted in on Monday when I do the edit for the show. And you guys don't care about all that fun little technical stuff. But nevertheless, you get reviews from Kyle. Aren't you fucking lucky? 
on the now, other. if you don't know already, Kyle Steenblick is the is the premier movie critic for WatchPlayRead.com. Go check him out. They're our buddies, and I I don't have a vested interest or anything in that website or anything at all. No. But anyway, go check him out. Great movie reviews. Great stuff to read there. And Kyle, what did you see this week? Uh, this week we had The Man from Uncle and Straight Out of Compton. So it was a is actually a really good week this uh, this time around. Yeah, I was floored when I heard they were going to be doing a remake or at least a reboot of The Man from Uncle. Yeah, that that was that was surprising. Generally, uh, television series from the '60s don't make the best movies. Yeah, just go see uh, the Avengers, not the, <laughs> uh, the the team up movie, the British spy thriller. You know. Yeah. But. But even then, that wasn't a terrible movie. I don't, no, I didn't hate it. No, it wasn't. It was just it was just odd to see a a, a TV show from that age getting made into a big name movie. <laughs> it, but it's Hollywood. What are you gonna do? Yeah, that, it wasn't it wasn't bad so much as it was really really campy. Yeah, like Lost in Space. That was another one. God, Hollywood's been doing this shit for a long time. So anyway, Man from Uncle. What what can we expect? Was it good? Bad? Man, I mean, Man from Uncle was incredibly good. Uh, so this is this year. This is our third spy movie. Let me see if I can guess the other ones. We had Mission Impossible. Yep. This one. Mm-hmm. And then we had um, Kingsman. Yes. Which is on my to watch list. I haven't seen it yet, yes. but I'm really hoping to watch that this next weekend. So that's three spy movies and three very good spy movies. Uh, yeah. This <laughs> I, this one I'm I, I'm putting at the top of the list. Wow, even better than Kingsman. It was Kingsman was great. Kingsman was a great comedy. Um but this one hits hit just the right notes. It was a it was a perfect spy movie, perfect action movie, uh and the the comedy was spot on. Uh <laughs> this was a it was a Guy Ritchie movie. Ooh, fuck. Okay, yeah, already gets top of the list for me. Yeah, so as far as as far as style goes, uh if you're familiar at all with Guy Ritchie, Train Spotting, Snatch, uh, Lock, Stock, Two Smoking, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking yeah. Barrels. Um, he also did Rock and Rolla. Uh, um, he one or two of the Sherlock Holmes movies. Didn't yes, he? two. And uh, this one, he also teamed up again with the same screenwriter. Uh, so Lionel. Uh, wow, that's a weird last name, and I'm going to screw it up here. <laughs> Wigram. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds good. I'm I'm sorry, Lionel, if I just screwed up your last name. Uh, but yeah, same same screenwriter with uh, that he did Sherlock with. So they have a, and they put together. We've got uh, Army Hammer, and ooh, let's see who else do we have in here? There we go. Uh, Henry Cavill. Oh, Henry Cavill. Yep. yep. For your Superman fans out there. Yes. So for your Superman fans and your Lone Ranger fans. You know, I've still never seen that one. <laughs> you're not you're not missing much. It's long and boring. Seen it. I never seen it. Good old mm-hmm. Utah colloquialisms. Mm-hmm. But uh it was the these guys had really good chemistry together. Um so yeah, they they're really good had really good chemistry together. Uh Henry was uh just really he was really uh subdued <laughs> no he wasn't subdued he was he was uh so this was set in the 60s so he was just good 1960s cool in this movie 
kind of suave James Bondy kind of yes, like old Bond, yeah. not new Bond. Right. Uh, so if you don't know the story, uh, his character Napoleon Solo uh, is a World War II uh, war hero. Uh, who who figured out toward the end of the war that he could make a lot of money by stealing art. Ah. So he became a notorious international uh, thief and was eventually caught by the the FBI and then pawned off to the CIA uh, to run errands in exchange for jail time. Okay. So, uh, so that's the that's the setup. Uh, Army Hammer's character, whose name I don't have on my sheet in front of me, uh, is a Russian KGB agent. Let's see. Uh, uh, it's Ilya. Yes. He's the, the Russian guy. Yes, here. That's it. Uh, so these two, in 1960s, height of the Cold War, are, are playing off each other beautifully. Whoa, Hugh Grant's in this? Yes. <laughs> yes. Hugh Grant is in this uh, small role. Uh, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's great, great cast. The, uh, the writing, the action in it is, is spot on. Uh, not to mention just Guy Ritchie's general style. Uh, this is one where the, the trailer that they put out is a very good representation of what the, the film is as a whole. That's good. So, uh, we've got the, I've got a nice, nice full review with the trailer up on, on the website. Yep, go check it out. Watch, play, read. It should be on the front page. We don't cycle mm-hmm. a whole ton of news on there, so you can usually catch reviews for a good week while they're up there. Mm-hmm. Yep, so that one's up there. That's on the, the homepage right now. Uh, and then we have uh, Straight Outta Compton. Mm, I'm dying to see this movie. I cannot convince my wife enough to go see it, but <laughs> she didn't. she's lived in Utah her whole life, so she doesn't really have any kind of... Um, any kind of ethnic roots anywhere else besides here in Utah, so... Mm-hmm. You know, the kids that listened to gangster rap in high school here were just kind of, you know, the the typical, like, Mormon kids trying to play hood <laughs> in their neighborhood. When, I I mean, I didn't live in the ghetto, as you would say, but I lived in a bunch of places that, you know, were kind of wiry to live in sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, not quite as much as, uh, you know, you people living here in Clearfield. You know? <laughs> it's not really... Anyway, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but straight out of Compton, I, I'm really hoping to go see this one soon. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters, but I this is one this is one it. I I would say you probably do want to see in a theater. the uh, the energy The energy that comes off the screen in this movie is in- incredible. Uh, you want to see it with a crowd of people. So if you can't see it in a theater, uh, get as many friends over to your house to watch it on on video. All right. You have to see this with a group of people. <laughs> I I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to find people that are in, in completely into gangster rap and stuff like that. So I know. Let's go invite Dan Ellis. Let's go with Dan. Dan would fucking eat this movie up. Oh, he would. He would. He would. <laughs> um, but you don't even you don't even have to be you don't even have to be into the music. The oh, it works. It works well without knowing history. Or it works well. Yeah, it works well without knowing history. They start uh, uh, for for anybody that doesn't know. This is the story of NWA, uh, the the rap group that just absolutely with brute force revolutionized the music industry. 
Yeah, as far as just 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 the acronym itself. If you don't know what it stands for, young people, it stands for N word with the Z at the end of it. Oh, don't don't say N word. N word? No. No, don't say N word. Okay. Just say with attitude. Just say it. Niggas with attitude. See, there you go. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said it, not me. (laughs) You asshole. (laughs) You cracker. There we go. Two two racial slurs right there. There we go. There we go. What's their name? It's the proper name. Come on. Well, it is, yes. Um, so, this group, uh, and if you aren't familiar with them, it is uh, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Easy E, um, and then the lesser known MC Ren and DJ Yella. MC Ren. Mm-hmm. Underplayed. Good guy. <laughs> yes. So, they, they, start, they start this movie just before... Uh, these guys actually start producing music. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a few of them that have been have been playing around with it for a while, but not uh, not well, in any Dre, serious way. Dre, Dre DJed for a long Dre time. Dre had a DJ with uh, he was with a, a lesser known group. I, mm-hmm. I can't remember their name. I did the whole history the other day because I was going back into the past. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they they started as these guys were. They weren't really doing anything for themselves. The the world class wrecking crew. There we go. Yeah, uh, Ice Cube was uh, writing for everybody. Uh, he mm-hmm. he had his own he had his own crew, and they were really they were doing they were doing mixtapes, you know, like you get handed when you're walking through parking lots. <laughs> yeah, you get them all the time in Vegas too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they make their own mixtapes and they they handed them out. Uh, so they had no idea that they could actually do this but they they decided just to put up some money and record a record one one record what a couple yeah. just a couple songs uh that they actually forced easy e to do uh oh, wow. yeah that first record was uh boys in the hood insanely popular song it is it was an insanely popular song uh it was incredible the way they had to record that, um, they go into some pretty, well, they don't really go into perfect detail in the movie, uh, but it is pretty, it is pretty clear what they had to do to actually get that song out there. Uh, it's a good story, very good story, and they they take through they take you through the entire history uh, up to, uh, sorry, spoiler, when Eze dies. Yeah, and that's not something that should be really a spoiler no. to people out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not. That shouldn't be a spoiler for anybody. Now he didn't he die of can um not cancer but it was AIDS wasn't yes it? he did yeah he did he might, the details are hazy it's been a while <laughs> yeah he uh, while while they were while they were out touring and having some fun uh, he managed to contract the AIDS uh, and he actually they they only diagnosed him just a couple months before he died. Mm-hmm. So it was really quick. Um, they, they do, they take you through the history of NWA forming NWA breaking up, uh, ice cube and NWA going at it. Uh, Dre forming, uh, death row and then mm-hmm. leaving death row. So, uh, if you're familiar with the history of these guys, and what they've done, you know some of the other characters that are going to come in, uh, kind of in the background, some peripheral mm-hmm. characters. Yeah, I mean, especially that was about the time when uh, 
he brought in Snoop mm-hmm. and they, when they were doing their thing with Death Row. And yep. the the real interesting thing is, is that I mean, you you said it the other day that the the moral of the movie is read your fucking contract. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, even after they had split up, and this isn't a spoiler, this is stuff that people should know already. Mm-hmm. But it's just fun to see it in a movie. But uh, if if you didn't know, like Easy E still made money off of shit that like Death Row was doing. So <laughs> yeah, he had like an exclusive exclusivity contract with Dre for like seven years mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Moral moral of the story. Yeah, sub entire subtext of this movie is <laughs> read your contracts. <laughs> Yeah, don't sign shit without reading it, people. Yeah. Especially when you're making a insanely popular rap group. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they did... Uh, the The casting on this one was incredible. They they went to great lengths to get guys that that could actually perform these songs. And just imagine to, if, if a lot of them grew up listening to this stuff, the kind of... Um, well... N- the kind of connection they would feel, you know? Yeah, and the... Uh, so the the actor they have playing uh, Ice Cube, playing O'Shea Jackson, is O'Shea J- O'Shea Jackson Jr. Oh shit! Wow, so, <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's and that's yeah, that's just an incredible perf- incredible performance right there. Um, but all these guys and when shit when Ice Cube went off, broke off and did his own thing, mm-hmm. he had at least three or four good albums before he started making movies. Oh yeah, really good albums. Oh yeah. Shit that used to piss my parents off all the time listening to it. <laughs> and what you're what you're gonna see what you're gonna see and realize uh after watching this movie is how much and how instrumental he was. Just that one just this one guy, how instrumental yeah. he was in everything that happened. He well, I, he wrote I, he was, so much of the so much of the music. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say he was the poet, so he yeah. he he pretty much wrote everybody's bars or at least mm-hmm. helped them out with it mm-hmm. when they were trying to make them, so yeah, man, I want to see this movie. God damn it, I want to see this movie. You should want to see this movie. It was <laughs> it was it was absolutely incredible to watch. Uh, it was yeah, it just jumped off the screen. Wow, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and I was I was with a bunch of people like you are in these screenings. You're with a bunch of critics uh, who, uh, you know, half the, half of us don't really have a serious interest in seeing the movies that we're going to see. You're there because you you kind of have to be. Like, okay, I have to do this one to see <laughs> the good one coming up in three months. You yeah, know? yeah. So when you're when you're in a crowd, when you're in a group of people that don't necessarily want to be there, I mean, you you want to be at the movie, but you, this isn't a movie that you would choose to go see in your spare time if you really if you really could. Yeah, but you're there. Uh, the reactions from from people who didn't even really have a serious interest in the subject matter. Uh, it was great. It was absolutely great. Audience reaction was fantastic. <laughs> uh, and there is there is a one-line joke in this movie <laughs> that I absolutely love that they managed to, sl- to, uh, to slip in there. <laughs> this is something a certain panelist on the show would have issue with. It is. It is. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah so both movies go check them out in the theater definitely yeah yeah definitely go check these out in the theater uh, so this is a good week uh next week uh next week's gonna be kind of hit and miss we'll see 
We'll see. Next week we have uh, American Ultra, uh, Hitman, Agent 47, <laughs> and Sinister 2. Oh, man. Uh, at least two of those sound like they stink. I don't even know what American Ultra is. Yeah, we're uh, that's a uh, kind of an independent with uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart. Oh, no. And Topher Grace. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And and John Leguizamo, what the fuck? Yeah, that, <laughs> that could be could be one of those could sneak in there. Small town stoner spends most of his time getting high and writing a graphic novel about a superhero monkey. Mm-hmm. Man, <laughs> well, good luck with that. Well, I, I hope it's better than it's, than I'm smelling. Oh, we'll we'll definitely see. Uh, that one could sneak in. Could be one of those good movies that sneaks in at the end of the summer. Let's see what's the uh, tomato meter at. Anybody seen it yet? I don't think anybody's really seen no, it yet. No critic reviews yeah. yet, so we don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. But I do like Jesse Eisenberg. Mm-hmm. So we will find out next week. But until then, we're going to get back to the real panel because this has been a Friday night recording instead of a Sunday behind the scenes. Uh, anyway, we'll catch you guys in a minute. And Kyle will see us in a week. So. In about a week. Have, yeah. have, fun. All right, have guys. fun, guys. Have fun. We'll see you.